Welcome to where the weird ones are. Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. Powerful figures. Welcome to another episode of Where the Weird Ones Are. My name is Kevin, but you probably already knew that. And if you didn't, well, now you do. And today's episode is Conspiracy Tuesday number seven. I know, I think I accidentally like pr- uh, promoted uh, Conspiracy Tuesday six as p- Conspiracy Tuesday number seven. That was incorrect. So today is Conspiracy Tuesday number seven. And I have uh, a couple other podcasters with me that um, I consider uh, pretty good friends at this point. Um, I've had in-depth conversations with all three of these guys, and I like all of them, um, and I like their podcasts. So if you haven't checked out their podcast, you definitely should. Uh, we get into some uh, some interesting uh, conversations here. We go a little bit off topic here and there, but you know it is what it is. It happens. That's uh that's the whole realm of a conversation. It's not, you know, it's not a structure. It's just a framework. And we kind of like go outside of it and sometimes we go inside of it. So uh with that being said, I will introduce you to my first guest. His name is Chris, and he will tell you a little bit about himself and where you can find him and what he thought of today's conversation. So go ahead, Chris. Hey guys, this is Chris from uh Conspire Theory Podcast. You can find me on Socials at Conspire Theory, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. And this was a great show. I'll just say this. You'll never look at bacon and eggs the same way again. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, another uh, guest that I have on today, I actually, he was the first person to ever ask me to be on um, his show. So um, when I first started doing podcasting and stuff like that, I was like, he was like, Hey man, you want to come on my show and talk about paranormal? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And, uh, so my sister and I were both on his show. Um, and, uh, ever since then we've, we've become pretty good friends. So, uh, Tommy, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody, uh, where they can find you and what you thought about the, today's conversation. Can I just say, what's up you fucking weirdos? <laughs> I wanted to say that for ages. Um, I'm Tommy Cullen from Let's Get Freaky Podcast. Uh, we talk about all things paranormal, ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, everything. Um, I love Kevin. I love all you guys. I've had great fun today. And uh, let's do it again because I've really enjoyed it, man. It's been awesome. 
Absolutely. We got an uh, album cover art. So we oh, could the probably, art's amazing. Yeah. We, we could do this more than once. Yeah. We <laughs> should write songs. <laughs> we could write songs. We can do it all, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then my third guest today, I've met him in person. Uh, he has a lovely family, uh, become really good friends with his children just within like 10 minutes. So that was pretty cool. Um, but he's been, uh, pretty good to me. Uh, every time I talk to him, I learn a little bit, something new about, uh, the podcasting platforms and, you know, stuff that I, I could use to make the show better. So, um, anyway, so his name's Shane, uh, and I'll, Shane, if uh, you want to just let everybody know about your show, where they can find you, and a little bit about what you thought about today's discussion. So I am Shane Jones, the one and only Shane Squatch, and I do multiple podcasts. I do Inquiries of All Reality, which is an open-minded talk show, and I also do Bizarre Encounters, which is more of a deep dive, which is also part of our connecting factor, how Kevin and I got to know each other more was through Oren, who's my co-host on that show. So shout out to Oren for interconnecting all of us together because it wasn't until we had that awesome conversation on Bizarre Encounters that we all really started talking like that. So, you know, going into the whole thing about just connecting people and not even realizing it. But today's conversation was absolutely awesome with a few people that kind of we bounce here back and forth with done a couple of round tables with Chris before uh time. We've only done one show, I think, unfortunately, but we definitely have to come around to yeah. doing some more here. Yeah, and uh, after this show, I definitely think that we got a pretty good group of guys as far as round tables go. Cause round tables are kind of hard to pull off most of the time. Cause one person over talks the other person, somebody dominates the room, but I feel like this group of people, we all try to give each other a chance to talk. So it turned out a lot better than how most people would assume that a round table would turn out. I would absolutely 100% agree with you. And um, like I said, uh, I enjoy, I, I listen to all of you guys. Chris, you haven't put anything out lately, have you? No, not not recently. I got a bunch of stuff in the work. I've been working on a lot of commissions, got a lot of work coming in. So I've been, I've been staying busy, but, you know, I, I do got a bunch of episodes planned and they should be coming out like in the next month or so. You're on Let's Get Freaky soon as well, man. Your episode's coming very soon on Let's Get Freaky. Mm -hmm. You guys get freaky on there? That too. We we got freaky, man. You get ultra freaky? <laughs> <laughs> you get Always. weird and freaky. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, there was something I was going to fucking say, and I forgot completely. Every, oh, I I just recorded a second time with Tommy, too. I, I yeah. He's probably going to wait until next year to put it out. That's but, coming soon. Um, <laughs> it's coming soon, bro. <laughs> I don't believe you. You're lying to me. It's a year from today is when it drops. <laughs> just because oh, you spotted take... me, now you get a year out. <laughs> yeah. I Two wanted to take time. this opportunity to uh, let the listeners, uh, everybody watching, um, and, and you guys, that I am going to try and put on my own convention in 2024, I'm looking at venues for August 31st, which is a Saturday. Um, I figured that if anybody's going to travel that I know that's out of state to come up to Maine, I figured like it would be uh, good to do it in a warmer month. That way that, you know, if they wanted to check out things like go hiking or something um, like the day after or something, you know, uh, like that. Um would be great but i've so far been turned down what by one venue saying that they don't do uh profit stuff <laughs> so i was like what uh i'm just i'm gonna pay you guys i'm not gonna make any money i'm gonna pay you guys for the venue and then the people that are vending are gonna make the money uh but 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going to try and put on my own convention. Uh, I'm going to call it the Stay Weird Festival, a Where the Weird Ones Are convention is the full name. But um, hopefully I'm going to try and do an outside free event. So like people coming, it'll be free. Um, but if I have to do it indoors, that is going to be a more expensive. So I'm probably going to end up charging people for like an indoor venue. Um but yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I am currently working on that. So we'll see where that goes. I already have a few people that are going to speak or that at least are interested on being speakers. So uh, yeah, so I just wanted to let everybody know about that. Awesome, man. So yeah, <laughs> anyway, so I hope you guys enjoy today's discussion. Um, I did. Um, so it's we go through a couple different topics so 1947 that's a weird year i get up at 4:45 in the morning and i don't see a sign of the government anywhere every single day for eight and a half hours i exchange my time for labor i don't see the government anywhere except for on thursdays thursdays i get my paycheck that's when the government shows up that's when they feel they are entitled to split half of the currency I made for trading my time, my skills, my labor. This goes on throughout the year where I'm responsible to keep records of all of this. At the end of the year, it's my responsibility to prepare all that documentation for them to review it. They then determine if their cut was large enough. If I don't meet their schedule, I face fines, fees, or the threat of being locked up in one of their cells I guess some people call this taxation, but it doesn't meet my definition. To me, that sounds a lot more like fraud, embezzlement, and fucking slavery. You guys ever hear of the documentary Identical Strangers? Nope. No? No. Nobody. No. None of you. No, so, man. uh, so... This dude, uh, Robert, I think his name, I can't fucking, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name very well, Shafran. So he got, uh, he ended up going to college and the day that he was um, like searching for his dorm and stuff, I can't remember what college, it's in New York, I believe. And all these people are coming up to him and they're waving to him and he's like, who the hell are these people? And um and then one guy comes up to him, throws his arm around him, calls him Eddie. And he's like, my name is not Eddie. I'm Rob. And he's like, oh, yeah, stop fucking around. And then um, so anyways, in discussion with this dude, he finds out that there's this other guy, Eddie, that looks exactly like him. So they meet and they find out that they're identical twins. And so <laughs> there's like this fucking this huge thing. It's, it was in the 80s. And they were. um all over the news about so it was uh robert shafran and edward galant and they were all over the news talking about how they met how they were separated at birth and this and that and um this dude uh david kelman sees them on the news and was like these guys look exactly like me and then he starts calling people they get in touch and so they were triplets that were what? separated at birth, right? So they were, they went through the Luis 
uh, Louise Wise Adoption Agency, which is a prominent child placement agency for uh, Jewish families. And yeah, so basically they have been separating siblings um, since the 50s. And they decided to do an experiment. I don't know if these are the only twins, but they placed these three boys in different uh, sociological, whatever the fucking word is, um, type of family. So one one kid was placed with like a higher level family and then a blue collar family and then kind of not poor, but you know what I mean? Just like a, a low budget family and just to see how they turned out. And the, how they found out was they went to this agency to figure out, like, how did these kids get so separated? And um, this agency lot, uh, just told them that they, they didn't do it on purpose. They probably didn't know. Um, they only get the kids as they get them and stuff like that. And then they had this huge meeting about it and stuff. And then they left. And then one of the fathers, I think it was Robert's father, um, went forgot his phone and went back in and saw them high-fiving and drinking wine and like celebrating mm -hmm. that they just sold this lie to the to the all three of these families um so it came it ended up coming out that they had been secretly um like doing these uh experiments on on real life people to see what happens especially with twins if they put them in separate uh, situations and Edward ended up uh, uh, committing suicide in 95, I believe. Um, but that was just due to like um, stress from like the, um, the media and like just everyday stuff. It wasn't like something to do with the, with this study, but I found it interesting because um, Louise Wise, this this year keeps coming up when I look into things. I was starting to fall down a rabbit hole, so I didn't I didn't allow myself to. But Louise Wise started this in like the twenties, I think, or the six. I think it was nineteen sixteen. Um, and she was a a wife of a rabbi, and she died in nineteen forty seven. And forty nineteen forty seven keeps coming up over and over again with like these weird occurrences and then it was right after her death that these like weird like separating separating siblings and uh separating twins and stuff like that had started happening so i don't know it was just weird and i thought it would be interesting to bring up to you guys sounds like that's an episode of up, miles <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and that, that's that, crazy that's, that's creepy shit that you see in a fucking anime and stuff like that where Next thing you know, they'll be feeding kids to goblins in the basement or some weird stuff like that. That's just <laughs> out there. Completely Crazy, separating man. them by planets just to see if they'll start acting the same. That's mm. like, uh, I don't know, some Project Paperclip type shit. That's like, when you're talking about like the abduction type stuff, that's like secret experiments that they're trying to play on people that they try to pretend like they have no tie-in, but they're actually probably trying to do some like weird scientific research on people. Like, beyond that one single doctor just mixing and flipping everybody around. Right. I find it interesting that like when stuff like this happens, it always, there's always like something going on behind the scenes. And I'm so fucking I'm so tired of like just finding this stuff out and then like getting caught up in this rabbit hole. And then I just like, I want to look into more. I'm like, well, what's this synchronicity with this? And the, like, there's, Numbers are like a big thing in symbolism uh, for like, 
I, I'm 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 almost convinced now that I don't know if it's like Illuminati or um, anything. I almost wonder if it's just spiritual, like like the world is is so spiritual where these numbers come up be for like impending doom or whatever. Like uh, the number seventy seven um, is connected with Crowley and the nine uh, eleven uh, and stuff like that and. Uh, 42 is the death number or like there's a death curse related with 42. Um, Sounds like a complicated just, algorithm more than anything that gets into like that re- virtual yeah, reality, simulated reality type of theory ex- that like exactly. everything is linked to a specific number. And it's just a lot more in depth of a code than like the zero and one concept. Like every number holds its own place and it creates an algorithm that is reality. That's like a deeper algorithm than anything we've ever even been able to fathom before. Yeah. Well, then yeah. we we only got so many numbers to fuck with, you know, just the ten that that we know of. I mean, we're gonna have like repeats every now and then, and right. with everything being cyclical, they say like history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Mm. I think we're gonna see like regular patterns and stuff of that nature, and of course we we're not gonna really know about it till after the fact, and it's like oh, so that's the thing. Of course, yeah. you tell people about, hey, this is coming up. You know, it's like, oh, no, you're fucking crazy. And something does happen, you know. Yeah. 33 is another number, isn't it? 33 is another number that seems to be linked with a lot of Yeah, that's like uh, and... the Freemason shit. Um, that's the highest degree, supposedly, is, is 33. Unless you get um, into the reptilian concept, then it goes up another 33 and it goes to 66. I was just going to say that. But the humans um, are the halves, so that's why they only go up to thirty-three. Interesting. Like it's it's thirty-three and sixty-six, and then um, it whenever you see the number thirty-three, there's always another three somewhere, like within, and that's with sixty-six yeah. too. Like with sixty-six, like um, what happened not too long ago? Was, another story. I was oh, um, I think it was a hairdresser um she uh she was she put up the gay pride uh flag uh, on her shop or whatever and um there was a dispute about it or something and she ended up getting shot and killed right over uh the pride flag for they never mentioned the person the perpetrator or anything it was all about her and this flag and um she was 66 years old and then there's six stripes on the flag so six 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 Hmm. Interesting. I thought you were gonna. I, I thought you were gonna York. tell. I thought you were gonna tell me some crazy shit like, and that flag had seven colors, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I, I was waiting for the twist. I put a Halloween special out the other day, and it was three hours, thirty three minutes long, and that wasn't planned. I just see it as it. I was like, oh shit! Oh, you're <laughs> in trouble good. now, Tommy. That's you're not good. That's that's opening some doors. <laughs> hey, you better you better run and hide. They're coming yeah, for you now. Oh no, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> Open up three hours and thirty three minutes. Holy fuck! What do you what do you think you are, Joe Rogan? I know. Three <laughs> <laughs> Halloween stories you, you got, got bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a long episode. <laughs> I did a three hour episode with Bobby Shoe, so I guess yeah, I, can't, same, I don't have room to fucking say anything. <laughs> Yeah. Every time I have Tim Schwartz on, they usually go about three hours too. So yeah, I'm one to talk on that one. It depends on yeah. the guest. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like the 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 guests that uh, tend to talk a lot usually tend to 
to last a lot longer. So they they give like this whole spiel on every question. So which is makes it fun anyway and more inter and pretty interesting too. So um but yeah, no, I found it really really weird that the founder of this adoption ag agency died in 1947. Um and there's so many other things conspiracy wise that tie into that year. And I think it I think it's 47 and 48. So like Roswell crash was like I think 48. Am I incorrect or was it 47? Uh, yeah, we're all trying to look it up real quick. Roswell crash. <laughs> it was, it was uh, 47. Yeah, it was Roswell. 47. It was 47. Yep. That's what I thought. So like Every time I hear the year 1947, I'm like, ah, oh, that's really weird because it's fucking, and it always like, and I feel like what, uh, what time of the year was Roswell while you're, while you're looking at it right now? No pressure, man. Wait, I got the music for it. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Can't have silence for too long. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, I can always cut it out. Well, you, you guys waiting on me to look <laughs> up? That look it up? <laughs> I thought you guys were looking it up. I was yeah, this whole time. I'll just I thought Shane had it pulled up. I knew it was 47 because my dad was born in 47. And, and he always like, that was like a, a running joke in our family about that. I don't know when. I think it was in June one? or July. July. <laughs> July yeah, 1947. July. No, okay. All right. Um, because a, a lot of things that I hear about that are in 1947 happen after the Roswell crash. So mm -hmm. like everything's like fall, like September, October. Um uh Louise Wise died in December of 1947. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a far reach, maybe I'm just too conspiratorial minded to be like. It's just a coincidence, but I don't know. I'm starting to believe that nothing's a coincidence anymore. Like yeah, everything's man. purposely and there's a, there's a purpose for everything. Um, much like, you know, uh, soul contracts and shit like that. Like uh, Shane and I were just talking when I was on his um, uh, on his podcast last week where um, we were talking about my attempts on my own life and like, who people that I wouldn't have interacted with and um, people who, I don't know, like uh, Bobby said that I was the reason that got jump started him on podcasting and because I had him on my show. So that was, um, I don't know, that kind of made me a little emotional to hear him say that because he did, it was an intro. And so he wasn't saying it to me specifically and I was just listening to the episode. So um, I don't know. It's just, I think we're, um we're walking we're in the in this timeline with a purpose to uh purposely be here with one another and to have certain con conversations and i don't think it, like i said i don't think anything's a coincidence long long story short i don't <laughs> think anything's a coincidence i got yeah. i got a thing about i got a bug up my ass about soul contracts i want to bounce this off of you shane next time i i get my claws in you is that <laughs> that the um with the soul contract the thing about the con you you will like agree to these life experiences before they happen right and the thing is with the contract there's two participating parties that agree to 
you know, a thing. That's the contract. It's, it's you know, a person agrees to on, on one end and another person agrees on the other end. And I'm like, wait a minute, wouldn't that invalidate karma? Because it's it's not done out of malice. It's, it's, it's done out of, you know, that's just the contractual obligation. So that would make it just business that it's well, not that personal. Point- you kind of get into the, like the laws of like duality as far as I'm mm. concerned, where I've heard a bunch of different theories where it's like, okay, so say you're a robber in this life and mm-hmm. you end up like hurting a family in the, in the course of like your rob of you robbing them in another life, you're going to be in the opposite side of that. And you're going to be the family that's getting robbed by another robber. So it's like not necessarily karma in that instance, but just like one thing pays for another, that if you're on one side of something, then you're going to end up on the other side of it at another, at another point because that's also about the experiences that you can't experience thing something from one perspective. You have to experience it from multiple perspectives. So it's like, if you spend an entire life being an awful person in the next life, you're going to be on the other side, being the good person that's getting treated bad by the awful people. So it's like a vice versa. You have to see both sides things as to even each other out and balance. And I think that's kind of where the karma concept comes in is that it's about the balance concept between the two. Hmm. Yeah. I've, I've always been curious about that. Because it's it's like I just I just felt something like, you know, because the karma is usually like it's it's like a uh, like a weight of balance or something of that nature, and I'm like, well, how could that balance out then if if it's a if it's a contractual? I think that would avoid that out, because then it it wouldn't be like an ebb and flow, like a purposeful like ebb and flow, like like something happened, you know, like just out of chance or something of that nature. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm wording it correctly, but. Yeah, I guess the way that you put it on there in the sort of the long run is that people are being on both sides of the thing. So it's like it it that makes it like matter even even less in a way. Or it could be about the option of choice, meaning that the idea is that you want to keep progressing through your lives to become better within each life. So you have a choice when it comes to specific moments that you can either fall back into the negative trend or you can work into the positive trend. And the only way to keep mm. elevating would be to keep choosing the right path. But if you keep choosing the bad path, then in the next life, you're going to have to deal with it later on that you're not going to elevate to the next level. Instead, you might digress a level or stay on the same level, kind of like getting like held back in school almost. Could just come down to specifically choice in that aspect that the only way that you will rise is by making the right choice at the right time. But the only way that you may make that right choice is because you've made that mistake in a past life. And that's where you kind of get that deja vu feeling sometimes like you've lived something before and you're in these like high pressure instances and moments. Cause I don't know if you think hard enough when you're in those moments, it always feels like you've lived them before. Like you're like doing something on like replay and that there's like a deterring factor about pressing, you know, a or B as this moment's progressing on to see if you want to do the good thing or the bad thing. (laughs) It's like playing a video game. It's like getting into the simulation theory of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Simulation theory fucking, uh, intrigues me a lot. Um, Dude, like, I always uh, double back to that with anything, even spirituality. To me, it all comes back to being in some type of organic simulation. Like, like if uh, I had the, to put my the money same thing anywhere, with the numbers. That, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Algorithms with that, even just like responding, like say that you do become somebody else in another life. Isn't that almost like responding and just playing a different character? So again, goes into the organic simulation concept. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Um, and then you got people wanting transhumanism trying to extend their lives um and stuff like that did you know that there's a political party for trans transhumanism did you know that really they should start using a different name because when you hear transhumanism 
it kind of has a different connotation to it now. Yeah. I feel like you need yeah. to start calling them cyborgs. Cyborgs would make the most sense. That is what it is. You talk about yeah. cyborgs and movements. It's half human, half robotic <laughs> thing. Stop calling them transhuman. Start calling them cyborgs. Cause then you yeah. can deter the two parties. <laughs> I, I like the I like the term augmented individuals. That's there you go. Cool. That's a good one. Yeah, that's like that a good one. one. That is yeah. a good one. It's uh so like because that uh Tommy brought up that he wanted that transhumanism would be a good topic to get into on on this episode and i was looking into it the other day and just to like be like what what's going on what else is going on that i personally haven't heard about um and the first thing that i saw was the the political party here in the usa uh the transhumanism party so there's more parties than just republican and democrat i'm sure everybody knows this by now but they're just not like perpetuated or they're not put to the forefront like we only focus on the the jackass and the elephant for some reason um actually fun and... story there was somebody who didn't belong to the republicans or the democrats who won at one point i don't know if the status changed after he became president but there was one that belonged really? to a different party at the time does he anybody was, he... know it <laughs> no I don't, I don't i don't know but i do know what you're i i recall uh teddy roosevelt was technically part of the green party I was just going to say it was the Green Party. But yeah, I don't know if that changed after he became president, but that's why he was so into like starting all the like national parks and everything is because technically he's part of the Green Party is about conserving nature. Yeah. Nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that so... motherfucker was the cryptid hunter from I think I talked about <laughs> yes, this a couple of days yes. ago. And Chris yes, did the picture. Was. But yes, that dude <laughs> went hunting the Jersey Devil. He went hunting the Snallygaster. He supposedly had an encounter with a Sasquatch. Wow. Like, fuck <laughs> Abraham Lincoln vampire wow. hunter. Where's Teddy Roosevelt cryptid hunter? <laughs> yeah. And, and the and a funny thing, the the I think the second most conservative conservationist president was like Richard Nixon. Because I think he like got a bunch of credit for like putting up parks and stuff there too, and he's got like a bunch of weird shit attached attached to him. So I don't know, maybe he was like a lizard person or a dogman in a suit that's like, hey, we gotta preserve these things so we can turn them into dulce underground bases and stuff and make lizard people, you know, things and tubes and whatever. That ex- uh, that explains why his face is so stiff. It's because they hadn't worked <laughs> out the perception change yet. So they're actually still using rubber masks. So they just kind of talk like this through the mask because they can't move their mouth too good. <laughs> you ever watch him like actually talk? His mouth barely moves. That's what I'm saying. It's the old school rubber masks. It's stiff. It's not rubber yet where it can like, attach their face and move. <laughs> I mean, King Charles is a fucking. Oh, is mate, a, he's is definitely a lizard. 100%. Who's, uh, who's the Couldn't princess? Wife? Every time you see her, her face looks like it's made out of rubber. Who, Camilla? Uh, Camilla. Yeah, is that the one, the, the, yeah. the girl from the US? It was like after a while, oh, if you watch no. any video with no, her, her uh, face looks rubber. It's no. freaky as Harry and Meghan. Meghan Markle. That yeah, is. Meghan, Meghan Markle. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. They're all lizards, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, transhumanism party uh, believes in human enhancement, human rights, which is really weird, uh, science, life extension, and technological progress. Those motherfuckers Those are just their want to be stances. superheroes. That's, That's all they're exactly worried about. What it is? They just want to be able to punch somebody and have them fly through a wall, which does sound pretty sweet. But I'm good on having robotic things added to me, unless it's like a outer shell skin that I can take off at some point. Then fuck yeah, give me all the superpowers you want. I'll get well, those I mean, little uh, things like they have from uh, Bioshock. 
yeah. where it, the thing attaches the guy's arm and then you can use all the powers. I'm cool with that. I'll try that out. Yeah, That's pretty dope. Yeah, that, but that actually, go, sorry, uh, go ahead, Tommy. No, I was going to say, but actually, like putting things in your body, like people put in. Have you seen like the chips in the finger where you can actually yeah. play with your finger? I mean, Fuck that me. that terrifies me, man. Putting talking... chips in people's brains and shit. Yeah, they're uh, talking I mean... about putting cell phones in your forearm. Fuck that! Yeah. I'll take a pit chip in your finger, mm-hmm. and then we'll having the like implant in your forearm, and then you can sit here, or or maybe it was the palm of your hand, and you can like do everything that on your, the palm of your hand that you can do on a cell phone. Yeah, not enough people, people watch Black Mirror and it mm-hmm. shows. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically yeah, well, the... that episode with John Hammer, they like block out his vision where everybody comes off as like a blur and he's just red to everybody. That is like the ideal reason why I would never put a microchip in me is so that they can't block my perception of people. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 The thing yeah, the that scares me Sorry, man. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been sold this sort of... Uh, this superhero fantasy stuff for decades. I mean, I just downloaded, uh, what is it? The new RoboCop video game. And that was like the original, you know, augmented human superhero out there. You know, I mean, we grew up with like the bionic woman, the $6 million man, you know, that it's like, if you get all this stuff, you're going to go have adventures and UFOs with Bigfoot and stuff like this. You're going to do superhero stuff. And then there's the cyberpunk games and all this stuff. And, and we're just like we're being sold that that it's this great thing, and of course I'm I'm cautious about this. Um, I've, I've talked about this with you guys before separately about how everything is now becoming a service now that you know if if you do something the wrong then they're going to shut off your arms and legs. I mean, I've, I've told the story about the the Tulsa where the guy had like a uh, he had like the one of those electric cars those Tulsa cars. And they asked him to change his battery and then he kept putting it off and then they just shut off his car. And I think recently there was a, there was a case where someone, they had their house completely um, Amazon primed out, like Amazon prime everything. And then like one of the delivery people from Amazon, they thought, they thought they heard the N word and something that it say it. And then he got like all his stuff shut down for like a month just off of an accusation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I heard that fucking story and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's and that's what they're trying to do. So they're trying like Maui was burnt to the ground because they're trying to make Maui a smart city. And that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen when you live inside a smart city. You say anything to uh, that to an opposing uh, of the the big, you know, how do you fucking bullshit narrative? There you go. Call it now. Yeah. And say anything freaking negative that they don't like they're they're shutting everything off they're going to shut your car off they're going to shut your house off they're going to shut you out from your job and possibly even freaking run you out of town maybe i don't know but um yeah it's 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 a it's a scary thing uh for the smart cities because um there's people that are controlling the switch you know Dude, I keep seeing surveys everywhere that are saying like nine out of 10 people are moving to cities. And even like my daughter's homework had said something like, what are two perks of living in a city? Like they're sub- subconsciously like pushing this whole concept on a people that living in the city is better than rural living because it's like everything that you need is at your fingertips. It's right here. It's right there. But it's like what happens one day when they decide that they don't want you to have that. If you're living out in a rural area and you're producing your own food, 
then nobody could take your food from you. But if you go to the city and you say the wrong thing, you know, you say the wrong uh, term for somebody, whatever, then they could just like shut off your food credits and now you can't have any food. But if you're living out in the country, they can't do that. Same with cars. You don't want anybody to travel. All you got to do is just hit a button, shut off your car. If you're running on an old gas car, you're in the middle of the country and shit, you can go all the way across the country and keep running. The Teslas and stuff, you got to stop for a couple hours, charge, keep going. So it's like even traveling long distances, everybody's going to switch over and they're not going to realize how annoying it is to go long distances with electric cars until they're actually stuck in that situation. And they got to go and sit at a mire for two hours and try to charge somewhere or try to map their route where they're doing this zigzag weird ass route because they can't just go straight through because they got to make sure they go from charger port to charger port as they're trying to go across the country. And the, and the batteries are being, uh, are provided the lithium, the cobalt and all that shit by, uh, child slaves. So dude, what, that's a, that's a fact. Wonder when they're going to make not the a conspiracy. That's a fact into regions where it's like your car doesn't work past this region. Like a second you pass that, that region, then your car just dies out and it's like divided into four grids. And they say, you have no reason to leave this area of the country because everything you need is within this area. Yeah. That's scary, fun. man. It's a terrifying fault. Well, the, 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 the city living stuff, it's been romanticized for decades. Oh yeah. We see sure. that too. Like, like deliverance, the movie deliverance where like hillbillies are going to rape you to death and, and hill country folks just, just want to kill you and murder you. And the city people are all smart and educated like the movie city slickers, you know, it, it's, it's a comedy, but that just shows. And like also sex in the city, where you know living in the in the city and stuff is this romanticized idealized thing that if you're rich and you're successful then that's where you want to be and stuff like this and and yet now we see when people get money what do they do they buy a ranch and they move out in the country away from fucking everybody where they have like miles till you get a, a neighbor and, and that you know it's like the predictor programming isn't working and they're trying to force it now. And now we're seeing where like the cities are becoming hell holes because, you know, it's just being filled with, with people addicted to drugs and stuff where it's just getting completely out of hand. I might yeah. be biased because I'm from the Detroit area, but as far as I've seen, even going to like other places when I, cause when I travel to go for whatever, but people in the city are the ones that you can't look them in the eyes. Otherwise somebody's going to try to fight you. You go out to the country and every single person saying hello to you, yeah. they're, you know, as long as you're not going to like certain areas where it's like we, they're very like insider city and they don't want anybody. Even even when you do go in those cities, people might look at you weird, but they're not going to bother you. You go into a city and you don't look like you're from that city, then you're going to have people harassing you in that city. Like they portray this message, but it realistically, it's the complete opposite. The farther you get into the rural areas, the kinder people are. And the closer you get to the cities, the more sinister people are. And if people are being nice to you, it's for another reason. Next thing you know, yeah. you're going to feel your pockets and your wallet's going to be gone after somebody who's just trying to talk and have a nice conversation with you for five minutes. And they just dip off. All of a sudden, half your shit's gone. Like, that's the city for you. But again, I might just man. be biased because I'm from Detroit area. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm from I'm from London. We're just outside London in Essex. And in London, it's obviously a very busy place, but people don't talk to each other. People don't really smile. To, you know, you don't say hello to someone in the street because there's so just many this. people. Yeah, that's it. That's all it is. But when I moved to Dorset, where I am now, which is two hours, it's not that far from London, but two hours from London, it's a much more of a rural area. There's a lot of countryside around here and stuff. I couldn't believe it, how many people just say hello to you every day. Like you're walking the dog and everyone says hello. And it's it's, it's a different it's a different environment completely, like a different atmosphere. People, I don't know, there's something different about the city, city life, obviously, to the, the country life, 100%. 
Dude, yeah, I went we down to West Virginia and I literally walked into the hotel and like five people were like, saw that I was carrying an equipment and they're like, oh my God, do you do music? And I'm like, oh, I do a podcast. And they're like, do you have a business card or something? I want to check it out. You do that in the city. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. You know, no, you wear no. your shirt around. Nobody wear, nobody asks about it. Like I, I literally just checked into a hotel and had like 20 people ask me about my podcast and I handed mm-hmm. out like 20 cards. Like people are more nice. interested in you, even being yeah. an outsider in rural areas than they are in cities. There's yeah. more community. It's a community vibe. There's people look out for each other. People seem to care about their neighbors more in the countryside-ish sort of places. Yeah. I was just in Miami a couple weeks ago, you know, and I tried to like say hi to people as I walked by them. I mean, it didn't help that I had a gun on my hip, but um, <laughs> that's expected. Nobody they got wanted... gators down there. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> wanted to say hi. Nobody like you. There was this one kid that walked by. He looked like a te- like a child and he walks by me and he goes, it was the first day that I was there and we were walking to my car and he's just like cigarette. He goes like, he's like, you got one like this. He goes like the, and I was like, no. And then he kept walking. <laughs> and then I, later I heard that people in like city areas, because we, we were in an alley too, uh, that if you give them a cigarette, they jump you or something like that. I don't know if that's a true case. And Jeez. I don't know if this kid was going to do it. would be the opposite. You don't give them a cigarette and they jump you. Give them a cigarette, then you're good for now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah. And then like, um, I, was, I commented on this woman's dog. It was like this little fucking like teacup dog. And I was standing right next to her waiting for the freaking crosswalk to let us go because we were both going going to go across the crosswalk. And I said, I go, your dog is really cute. And she like, as soon as she was looking straight and I said, your dog's really cute. And she went like this. I was like, what the fuck? And then the, the, the light turns uh uh white for the person to walk so we could walk and my daughter goes i don't think she wanted to talk to you and i was like i don't think she did either <laughs> that wasn't a dog you're in florida that was a that was some kind of rat oh yeah probably <laughs> she was just looking at you like it's it ain't a dog it's a rat <laughs> 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 fucking idiot <laughs> uh hey so uh england are they are you guys um are they currently trying to change any laws at, that you know of right now over there? They've been attacking oh. your guys' freedom of speech oh, like crazy for everything I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah, that that's the scariest thing for me, the freedom of speech. It's the most important thing, I think. Um, but, yeah, changing laws. Recently, there was something in Oxford. I don't know if you guys heard about this, where they tried to – I don't know if it was like banning driving in the city or something like that or it was something to do with like the 15-minute city rule sort of thing, and they even called it a 15 minute something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was big pushback in Oxford uh, and a lot of people weren't happy about it. And I, th- I believe they backtracked. So I'm hoping that, you know, enough people are starting to see the BS basically and, and, and fight back. That's, that's why I, and I believe the more people I speak to, the, the, the more I believe that there is a, a pushback, you know, people are seeing the BS. I mean, I've seen something that they're starting to try to push it in Michigan. I don't know if it's like full on happening over in the UK, but I've heard about at least on no agenda and stuff about the whole like misgendering laws that they see it as like Mm -hmm. you're aggressively like talking about some like they try to they put try to put it underneath something like that. Like you're infringing on somebody's happiness by being aggressive with your language or something like that. And it's like, yeah, like you can have your opinions on whatever you want when it comes to that topic, but like 
you know, people make mistakes. So regardless of whatever you want to call yourself, like even people that are for it or against it, don't matter. Both sides, they're going to make mistakes here and there. So as soon as you start making laws about stuff like that, there's going to be a huge problem because people are going to, aren't going to want to interact with each other because nobody's going to know what to address somebody as. And if they yeah. address somebody as the wrong thing, even if it is a mistake, then they could get in trouble for it. So it's like at that point, it's also just kind of pushing this whole idea about people not interacting with each other in person, just even out of fear, because I mean, you know, you could be joking with your buddy, for example, that you guys know whatever you call him like, Oh, stop acting like a woman or something like that. And the wrong person hears that. And then all of a sudden you have people that are trying to ticket you and find you for it. Again, it's just going to keep pushing this idea that people aren't going to want to interact with each other in public because you never know what could happen realistically or the wrong person hears your conversation. And then next thing you know, again, you're getting ticketed. Yeah. yeah. And the I, people they, who try to push that, they're like the ones that are like mostly trying to instigate confrontations just so they could throw their authority around, mm, you know, quote yes. unquote, educate people. And, and it's, it's just rather ridiculous. Honestly, yeah. I think it's more of a push than anything to just make it so people don't want to interact with each other in person. Like they're pushing everybody into cities, but trying to make yeah. everybody not want to actually have a conversation with each other. Like you can have conversations over the internet, which, you know, now they're starting to make it so that everything's linked to you specifically. So if you say the wrong thing, even on the internet, then you're getting pushed into something, but they're just trying to push people away from interacting with each other. Cause they want everybody to feel this like lonely feeling so that they don't know what to do with themselves anymore. And at that point, they're more prone to push themselves into a virtual reality because then they don't feel like they can exist in the real world anymore. And I've even said, kind of bringing it back around to transhumanism that even with all the, uh, like, gender surgeries and stuff you know if something doesn't necessarily go right then you're kind of you're stuck with that forever so what's the next best step you say oh it sucks that you know you aren't exactly who you want to be but if you go into this virtual reality you can become whoever you want on any specific day you want to be this one day you want to be that one day you want to be blonde one day brown haired one day then mm. you can do all of that within this reality so it's again pushing people into this idea of not wanting to interact with each other in public and just making it so people are so uncomfortable so that they are only comfortable being in a virtual reality because then they can control what's going on in the virtual reality while everything is in a weird way being recorded and watched by Big Brother. Even if you're in your own little chat room with your friends and stuff like that, there's everything still being watched realistically and being recorded to some extent. Yeah, what you're pretty yeah, much man. mentioning there is the second life phenomena. And as a furry, I've heard about that stuff for decades, long before uh, Mark Zuckerberg tried to reinvent it with his whatever the heck it is that 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 uh, Meta, is it Meta? Yeah, yeah, it's Meta. Yeah, Meta. He he's just he's just making himself his own like billion dollar half-ass Second Life. Whereas in Second Life, you know, you're talking about the people who identify as different genders. What about the people who identify as different species? You know, you get to be a, a, a 20 foot luck dragon with, you know, 20 mouths and stuff of that nature. And, and, and it's just crazy stuff. And people, I remember early documentaries about people, you know, they live, they would live in that reality. I mean, as, as the, whatever ideal avatar that they want to set up in there. And, and, you know, I mean, it, it, it get it gets, it gets rather sick sometimes and obsessive, for people who feel like they have nothing else, you know, as soon as they start adding sensory into it, then it's going to be game over at that point. As soon as you can actually like feel things, like if they create some type of helmet that sits around your head or something that shocks like your different nerves so that you feel stuff in different areas, 
like, I mean, there's already kind of some of that weird stuff in Japan. That's why they're having such an issue with people not wanting to mate with each other is because, you know, they have like these robotic contraptions that you can be in a virtual reality and it's getting you off at the same time. But once it's great full body sensations, (laughs) man, it's game over because you can meet any girl you want online and it could actually be somebody that's not showing as they actually are. Or even like you were saying, people that are uh, into the furry stuff, like once you can feel sensations of like fur rubbing on you and all that different stuff, like it's game over at that point. Like everybody's yeah. going to end up jumping into it that isn't like aware of like what the push is trying to be for realistically so that they can control the outside world and everybody's stuck in this virtual reality and have no idea what's happening in the outside world. And then you end up with the Matrix concept that, you know, everybody ends up in these little fucking pods and everybody's existing in this world with sensations. And it's just like, what does that one guy say? He's like, yeah, I know the steak isn't real, but it tastes damn good the same. Or I don't remember the exact line, but paraphrasing mm-hmm. it, that he knows that it wasn't a real steak, but because he can enjoy it like it's a real steak, he's fine with it all the same. Yeah, if yeah. you don't have to work there, that sounds good. Hey, you'll yeah. just end up working within the virtual reality, man. I guarantee yeah. you. They got like the grocery stores and all that shit within there. There's going to be like drone pilots and stuff that got to like fly your groceries to your house or unless it's just getting fed through like a tube or something. And you're just sitting in a chair, just like a fucking <laughs> World of Warcraft guy from South Park, but yeah. <laughs> with your little fucking meat tube in one side and then a drink tube in the other side and whatever drink or whatever or anything that, you, know, that- you might be eating in there, <laughs> if you know what I mean. What's the uh, film? Just getting Wally. put in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, what was it? Where they're in like the I don't know but they're like in the chairs and they're like just feeding and getting fat and watching telly and it's you know that's what it seems to be coming to. Yeah, mm-hmm. what pretty it's much coming to. I mean, they're they make um extra they're make here in the U.S. They've uh the left is put making um exercise as like a a right wing extreme conspiracy thing. I don't know. There what? was an article about how because they want soy boys. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. I was. Are you tired of the same old boring podcast? Need some excitement in your life? Do we have a treat for you? Introducing the Conversation Cabin Podcast. Get ready to have your mind blown because we cover it all. From the paranormal to cryptids, UFOs, and aliens, we've got more strange stories than you can shake a ghostly ectoplasm-covered stick at. Think haunted places are just for the faint of heart? Think again. We'll take you on a spine-tingling journey through the most haunted locations known to humanity. You'll laugh. You'll scream. You'll probably wet your pants a little, but don't worry. It's all part of the experience. But wait, there's more. We're not stopping at the supernatural, folks. We're diving headfirst into the macabre. True crime stories that'll make your jaw drop. Murders, mysteries, and missing persons that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Can you handle it? Can you handle the goosebumps and the sheer awesomeness of the Conversation Cabin podcast? We dare you to find out. Join us every week for a roller coaster ride of terror. Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's not just a podcast, my friends. Oh no, it's an experience you'll never forget. So grab your popcorn, turn down the lights, and prepare for a journey into the strange, the scary, and the unexplained. The Conversation Cabin Podcast is here to rock your world. 
It's not just a podcast, it's an experience. I was, I read that article. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? A few times. And it makes a really, really good point. Anytime there's a war, the intention is that they want to take all of the strongest and push them towards war. And the reason for that is that you get rid of all the strong ones. Then what are you left with at home? You're stuck with all the weak ones. So if everybody dies during war, then you're stuck with all the soy boys and then you can control everything all you want. And that could have been the push with the whole Ukraine thing and with the new war that's going on is that they want everybody who's sees themselves as a tough guy to be like, yeah, I got to join the fight. Let's go on in this. And then in turn, you're getting rid of all the tough guys and you're leaving all the people that don't have balls at home. And you just keep controlling generations through war like that, that you just cut all the top ones off the top every time there's a war because they got to You play that masculinity card like, oh, you're not tough unless you go to war. And then everybody goes to war and everybody dies at war. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cut, cutting off the people that could actually stand up to, mm-hmm. you know, that could push back. Yep, exactly. That's the point. Yeah. Do you Absolutely. guys think World War Freeze is coming? Do you yes. think we're generally yes. looking at this happening? I mean, even every single country is divided between both sides. I mean, me personally, I'm I I just sit back and watch. I'm just a spectator. I have I'm no part of any side specifically for anybody that's out there Our listening, system. and that may make some people mad, but. <laughs> Even the U.S. is every everywhere is divided between this whole holy war that's going on over there. Mm. And uh, crap, Tom covered it on Strange Brew that I forgot the guy's name, but he was this occultist that talked about like the world wars and he had everything down to like the names and everything specifically. And he was talking about World War Three and how it was going to be a holy war. And in turn, by this war, you're going to make it so that nobody believed in any religion anymore because you're going to be able to destroy religion with this war. And it's weird that this war is realistically based on a difference in religion that's happening and everybody's getting into it. So in turn, by doing this, if you create this war to be big enough, then everybody's going to say, we're just done with religion. We're done with fighting by the end of it. And then you can completely take religion out of the context, be it that it is a real thing or it's not a real thing. You know, either way, it's getting completely pulled out of the context. And in turn, then you can usher in this new, I don't want to necessarily say like religion, but maybe a religion to some um, of whatever you want the beliefs of the world to be, even if it's like a science-based religion saying that nothing happens when you die, then essentially at that point, you're making it so that people will do whatever the hell they want and not think that anything bad's going to happen to them in the afterlife. Because, I mean, whether you believe with the religion or not, I felt like it's been a pretty needed thing through society for the years up until the point where everybody started killing each other over it because the idea behind it was that you had all these people that were just raping and pillaging and doing all these awful things and then you bring this religion in and then people think that there's somebody watching even when nobody's watching and it makes people want to be good even when nobody's around. But then again, once you start getting corruption that happens within that, then you all of a sudden have all of these people that are killing each other over religion. And I feel that that was never that was never the intention of it to begin with. And even if it was real or it's not, it was still needed to get people to push to that point where they think about somebody watching even when nobody's around. And even if you don't believe in a religion, like you still kind of have that in the back of your head. It's definitely become like a subconscious thing because it's been around for so long that even if you don't believe in any religion, there's still those times where, you know, you're about to do something bad and you're just like, if there is somebody watching, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And even if you don't believe you still, you still in the back of your head somewhere that you do think about that. Yeah. Religion uh... basically put morals in, in, in people is basically what you're saying. Um, But I, 
the like the crusades and all that shit that was all based on religion um i think the majority of wars are based on religion just like i mean world war ii was based on religion you got jewish and the the neo-nazis and all that stuff which is which is also interesting because um it said that the uh aliens that admiral bird encountered were like the uh nordic aliens they're tall white (laughs) and like blonde looking (laughs) and stuff and then you know what did hitler want he wanted uh all white and blonde and was eradicating anybody who wasn't that you know and that just happened to be the jewish people which and um so kind of like i guess if if you don't mind like educating me on what is um happening in israel because i'm fairly ignorant and i don't really know but i do know that palestine just paraglided in and started killing people in their sleep and raping people and killing children and then we got people in washington dc um uh, what the fuck is the word protesting fucking uh free palestine and then somebody in our home uh homeland defense uh tweeted uh israel essentially and i just it's it's wild to me if that anybody would support people that are going in and number one murdering people in their sleep raping which is the worst and killing children yeah man well, see, it's 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 one of those things that's kind of weird because it's like it's a double sided concept. And again, for anybody listening, like I'm not choosing either side on this specific thing. But okay. right after that happened, then there was a church or not a church, a hospital that got blown up on the other side. And then there's just been this back and forth. And it's been something that's going on for centuries that you hear one side saying that, like, Israel always plays the victim, even though they're the ones that are just as corrupt as anyone else. And then the other side saying the same thing. So honestly, I think it's one of those things that both sides are doing fucked up shit. And it's just a matter of which fucked up shit you think is rationalized. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, like a right doesn't make another right. You know, like if you do something wrong to somebody, it doesn't mean you can do that wrong thing. And then it's justified. Like the only way to stop doing it is to stop doing it altogether. And there's just this back and forth where it's like, you can't necessarily pick a side because both sides are doing fucked up shit to each other. And regardless of who started it, like this has been going on forever. It's not like it just started with like the people paragliding in. Like there's been back to this forever where there was like them taking people from the other country and starving them and not giving them any food. And then you're hearing about that on the other side before everything happened. Like it's just been this back and forth that both sides have been doing just as bad as the other side. But again, it's just which side you want to justify. Yeah. And Palestine is described as like an open air prison. So these are people like with, with, you know, prisoner mentalities that are sort of pushed to their limits and, you know, and they're like constantly encroached upon and everything's taken away from them. So it's, it's, it's sort of like, and then, you know, there's like the, the saying I heard like that the festivals that, that, that it was them, like they do it purposely close to the border so that way the other side can hear them purposely mocking them, mocking their culture, sort of to rile them up. You know, that, that's one of the things that I've heard. But that's the thing where it's like it constantly goes back and back and there's so much back and forth that you don't really know who threw the first stone. But at this point, you know, it's gone for so long. You know, I mean, I think that that we are already in World War Three. It's just we just call it, you know, it we're just getting DLC season passes like call of duty shit, you know, like, like last season was Ukraine. This season is, is Israel, you know, 
and, and that's what we're getting is it's, it's i believe it's already here it's just we're just getting it in in different seasons it's like Good a point, up that you have all these little conflicts that happen in all these different areas and then once there's enough little conflicts that happen then everybody says fuck it and everybody goes all in and starts fighting yeah. with each other based on whatever side but the hard part is that there's going to be so many little battles with little choices of deciding which side you want to be part of that no, there's not going to be a clear side. Like there's going to be one side that's okay with the Ukraine and not okay with Israel. And then there's going to be one side that's the opposite of that. Like there's going to be so much confusion that it's going to become a world war where every country is only out mm. for their own country because they don't know what other side to side with because the divide is so mass between them. And even within those own countries, they're still divided within that. It's just going to be a point where there's so much little conflict that eventually just becomes an all out against everybody because nobody shares the same opinions about any of it anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. I think every every country should be out for themselves anyway. To begin with, mm-hmm. we like uh, America specifically. We've been trying to be the world police forever. Um, Europe has their hand in. Uh, well, I mean, the the UK has their hand in everybody's bank. So, like, just like so, the UK is a superpower. The US is a superpower. We're together. Um, China is Trying. a superpower. Russia is a superpower. Yeah. There's all these big superpowers. <laughs> like, yeah. in, in, in America likes to think that we're still the tip top of everything. But realistically, the reason why we're so scared of everything now is because we know we're not. But we try to trick the citizens into thinking that we still have that confidence in ourselves. But like, yeah. there's a reason we blew up. There's a reason why we blew up the pipeline. And Biden was so like, we didn't do that. <laughs> but if we did, <laughs> it's because we don't want Russia <laughs> and China teaming up because they know that together that they're going to come after us. So it's just like this constant back and forth of playing chess that all these countries are currently like at the same point. And it's just a fight for dominance about which one's going to be able to take over depending on which one becomes allies with who at what time. But you got China and Russia together. I don't know if you guys have ever looked at that shit on a map, but that's like half the fucking planet right there between those yeah. two countries. I don't think yeah. they ever will though. I honestly don't think they ever 100% will. Um, there's just there's too many there's too too much differences between between them um china's super selfish and russia's super selfish so um just in their in their politics and everything so i mean china has been um one child per family for a long ass time and i don't think they have the numbers that they that we think that they have you know what i mean they did change that. I think it was, I think they're allowed to have two or three kids now. Uh, I, I don't know the exact number, but it's more than just the one single one because they're having such an issue with people killing their firstborn daughters that they had to change the law because everybody wanted a son to carry on the family name. But then when you have that, everybody has sons, then you don't have a breeding population anymore. So I'm pretty sure that it's either two or three now that you're allowed to have because they were tired of people killing their female kids. Like they were just leaving them out in fields like, fucked up shit just because they wanted Crazy. a son to carry on the family yeah. name That's they, could, they could only sell so many of them to the clintons you know <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i feel like if russia and china did come together and and attack us i feel like that's the end of the world man i yes. really do i feel i don't yeah. feel like there would be no result from that i don't think i think it would be the end mm. of the world see yeah. but the problem is the u.s would be that one that's like all right, you guys want to attack me? We'll check out what I got behind my back. 
I got a loaded grenade, and if I go down, all of us are going down at yeah, the same time. that's what's going to happen, So man. if both of those countries start attacking the U.S. from both sides, the U.S. would just unleash every nuke and just destroy everybody. They're like, if we're yeah. going down, everybody's fucking going, we're all down, going with down us. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's happened before. I think it's possibly happened multiple times before. Yeah, I, I like think that, that when we get into, like, that ancient alien stuff, it's like, you know, I'm sure that technology has been more advanced and stuff that I think they believe that, we've been like restarted like five times already and probably yeah. even more than that. No, I mean, no. I, Sir Isaac Newton didn't invent gravity yet. That's why they were able to float the rocks on the boats to build the pyramids. Okay. <laughs> well, they, they didn't have gravity back then. They had density because the earth was flat. <laughs> In a world where true crime meets the supernatural and the unexplained. Where true crime and chills go hand in hand. Welcome to Total Conundrum, the podcast that explores the dark, the eerie, and the downright mysterious. Join us as we embark on a spine-tingling journey through the mysteries that keep you up at night. We're diving deep into true crime stories, uncovering the most baffling cases, and exploring the twisted minds behind them. But we don't stop there. We're also exploring the paranormal, from haunted houses to cryptids and all the creepy things that go bump in the night. Get ready for some supernatural thrills. And what sets us apart? Prepare for a dose of dark humor as we navigate through the creepy and bizarre. <laughs> We've got it all. Bone-chilling tales, banter, and mind-boggling conundrums. You won't know whether to scream or laugh. <laughs> so grab your favorite snack, turn down the lights, and join us for a roller coaster ride of true crime and the supernatural sprinkled with a bit of comic banter. Stay curious, stay captivated, and let's dive into the world of Total Conundrum. Now available on your favorite podcast platform. Get ready to be captivated, creeped out, and cracked up with Total Conundrum. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Total Conundrum. Please make sure to check out our website and blog at TotalConundrum.com. For news, upcoming events, merch, bloopers, and additional hysteria, you never know what will pop up, so be sure to follow along. If you want to show your support for Total Conundrum and gain access to all of our bonus content, please visit our Patreon page. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The links are available in our show notes. If you have any questions, comments, recommendations, or stories to share, please email us at contact at totalconundrum.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the love. Keep on creeping on, mother cluckers.
<laughs> so they didn't need gravity. No, they didn't need gravity. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. The world was just uh, a vibrating petri dish. Everything just floated on top of each other. It's yeah, I find I think that's that's pretty interesting too. Um, I was just talking to Jillian Stone. I don't know if any of you guys know who she is, but she used to be um uh, a political influencer for the right and um and then she realized that you know politics is ridiculous and mm -hmm. she's more uh more awake than she is anything else and she's been telling her story she has a podcast called the alabaster podcast um if anybody listening um wants to check it out you should um but she was talking about how like um when gas meets air or something i can't remember exactly you'll have to check out her pot her episode uh, it is number 68 but she was saying something about the clouds like when you look up at the clouds like a, a lot of the bottom of the clouds are more flat and then the top of them are more robust and and stuff and something about um the gas hitting it um i don't know i can't she, you know what she i'm sorry i brought it up because i can't remember exactly what was being <laughs> said so i apologize <laughs> Um, but she basically was saying that it, it it leads credence to the earth being flat, uh, that it's a flat plane rather than a ball. Um, and then <laughs> I brought up the fact that we see the same constellation every night. Um, and then the fact that uh, literally just the other day, I could see the moon at noon. So, yeah, I want to bring this one up, though. If you do live in a simulated reality, I've said this a few times, but it's a matter of like rendering the map. That most of the people that talk about flat Earth talk about it from a biblical perspective. Maybe at those times the world was flat because the map hadn't been fully rendered or grown into what it needs to be yet. And maybe that's what it is. It's just that as more people exist, as more places exist, the map just gets bigger and bigger and they keep adding onto the map. And I mean, when you go into like the old constellations and how things used to line up specifically, they have changed and shifted. So something has shifted within that balance. But the reason why that shift could have happened again was because the map got rendered to be bigger and maybe the sky itself above the map still hasn't been rendered to be bigger because those places haven't actually been developed yet until we physically go there. It's like playing Grand Theft Auto and looking across the map with a sniper that it's only partly rendered and it doesn't fully render until you're physically there. I mean, it could be the same with all the planets and stuff that they're they're there. We can see them, but they don't actually become rendered or created until we're actually have physically been there before. And the map gets mm. created in front of as humans explore into a new area, like simulated reality concept that everything is just nothing beyond the points that we're able to see. But as soon as we get to those points, then more of it has to develop in order to keep it, keep, uh, keep building onto the expanse of everything. And again, it just goes back into simulated reality theory. Like everything I say always comes back to it, man. Like if I had to, if I had to bet on anything, I'd say that we live in a simulated reality, even if like we don't fully understand it. Because, I mean, we're kind of doing the same thing already, that we're creating a reality within a reality. So who's to say that that already hasn't happened five times? And it's not that the world has been necessarily restarted, but that we've been put into a reality inside of a reality inside of a reality inside of a reality. And it's just been this continuous chain going down. And we're about to do the same thing again. And then once all of us are in that reality and we can't deter that away from the one before it, then we'll start breeding within that reality. And even if they are artificial intelligence and they become conscious, then they're not aware of a reality outside of their reality. And then the chain just continues down until they develop another one inside of their reality. Hmm. That, yeah, was, but that, that was a long rant, like, but. <laughs> yeah. And people are trying to shift the the goalposts on what reality is now. And unfortunately they're failing. Uh, you know, I think I just, 
we t we brought that up with like the the transgendered movement about gender and stuff like this, but also in beauty standards where like the fat acceptance movement, it's starting to find a rapid decline. Be I saw a video on this where um, it's facing a rapid decline because all the, all the influencers keep dying <laughs> because that overweight lifestyle just isn't. It's not really healthy, no matter how many magazines they put themselves on saying it's healthy. And these people are like, you know, going into the military and stuff and trying to, you know, lower the standards of the military. So, you know, I remember what we were talking earlier about how you get the most Chad people. Well, now it's like the most Chad people, they're not considered the standard anymore or or ideal. You know, the, the fat, overweight, soy people are now. They sort of said, well, we're healthy and fit and everything uh, and and you know they're the ones that are going into the military because they don't want the other people there that and then you know they're they of course are you know dying and stuff like that because they just can't handle because their lifestyle is just so unhealthy yeah and people are are leaving that movement and it's just i think we just seen it with uh with uh, uh victoria's secret where you know they, they've done all this alternative stuff and they you know they've had like record lows and they're gonna have to go back to you know, selling stuff that people want to buy rather than just, you know, doing the social pressure movement. It, and and it's just not working, you know, and they're trying to shift reality, trying to tell, tell people that you need to be attracted to this over overweight, uh, not not really attractive person. And, and it's just not working. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things, too, with that. And like, there's people like that get, uh, they'll ask a person if they would date a person. So like, like, uh, would you date a fat person? No. Well, you're fat phobic. Would you date a trans? No. Well, you're transphobic. No, I just, that's not what I want to date. And that's not what I, what I want to be with. Like, um, and there's, there's actual, like a movement, um, too to uh for like anti-exercise i guess basically <laughs> yeah. um there's videos on tiktok all over about it like oh this person died this person died and they were at their peak level and blah 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 and they're talking about pro athletes who stress the shit out of their body uh steroids and all this shit like you're picking the people that um are going doing the worst things that they can do to their body you're not talking about just regular everyday person kind of exercise you're talking about like stress the shit out of your body kind of exercise so you can perform at your peak like your 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 the most your body can perform and um this 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 um fat is healthy movement like you're only fat because you're, you're you're eating so many so much processed food so much stuff that you shouldn't be eating like the human race, we're not, we weren't ever meant to, uh, uh, um, eat off a of taste. We're supposed to eat for energy. We're supposed to eat to sustain a life, to stay alive. We, we like, and, and, uh, eating for taste has only been around for like a hundred or so years. Yeah. So, and, and our meals have been increased over time. Like that the, too. what, what the, what you used to get in McDonald's was like just, you know, one burger and a stack of fries. And now it's almost doubled and tripled, even though, you know, people still complain about how much you get for how much you pay. And I think, what was it? I, I, I don't know if, if you've heard of this, uh, Shane or Tommy about how breakfast was a psyop, how it wasn't really a thing. And then it became a thing later. It was like engineered in the early you know, two, 20s that. that 
you know, breakfast became, you know, an, an engineered thing. And then I think it was what, what else is that sort of like how, you know, the diamond engagement ring was engineered by advertisers to sell diamonds and shit. You know, breakfast was engineered to sell, to create another meal. So that way people could buy all the stuff that, you know, the, they just separated the whatever it is because everybody would have, you know, bacon and eggs with dinner. And now they would just take those meals away and then call that breakfast now and put it in the morning. I don't know about you guys, but I have no interest in eating for the first couple hours I'm awake. Like, no, I don't even just eat coffee. breakfast. I'm usually, yeah, good with coffee until about lunchtime. And then that's when I actually start getting hungry. Like, I mean, that just may also be because, like, you eat the night before, you're still burning off that energy. But the whole concept that people eat dinner late and then they eat an early breakfast, it's like you never got to burn off the calories from the dinner the night before. So, like, shouldn't you be burning that off through sleeping and then doing exercise the next day until you get hungry again around lunchtime? Like everybody always like forces the whole breakfast concept on everybody. And it's like, bro, I have no interest in eating breakfast unless I'm like really in the mood to do it. Mm. Or I didn't eat the night before, which again, explains the whole energy balance of stuff yeah, that if I, I don't eat dinner, then I'm hungry for breakfast. It's either you guys have for years that breakfast is the most important meal of the day too. So yeah, yeah it just so falls it. in yeah. with what Chris is saying. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of the, the caveman diet? Was that just no. straight meat? Is that no, no, liver so, king no, shit? No, so, so you'll eat for like two days and then you won't eat for a whole day and you sort of starve yourself, but it's how we used to eat. So we'd eat a meal and then we might not catch anything for a day or two days or whatever. And it's meant to be just like uh, going back to like how we used to be. And it's meant to be really good for you. I've, yeah, yeah. That's I've thought we... about doing it. I've yeah. tried a couple of days without it. It doesn't work for me. And you're going to turn into the liver king when you do that. Yeah. You already got the beard down. You're going to walk out. You're not going to wear a shirt anymore with those big old muscles. Animal skin. (laughs) You already got the voice for it to be our our liver king. Look like a damn Viking. I'll take that. I'll take that. The Tommy king. (laughs) I'll take that, man. Yeah. Well, so supposedly, like, um, not eating uh, increases your testosterone. So. Really? Um, like when you put yourself in states of like, um, um, like not fear, but I don't, I don't know the word. It's yeah, you try to trigger me. your your inner survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, that stuff. Like so, like um, sitting in a uh uh sauna, for instance. Like if you can fight the urge to want to, because you're like, well, the minute you sit down, you're like, I got to get out of here, right? Well, if you can sit there for 20 minutes or so, like you just fought that urge to like want it of wanting to get up and leave and you're increasing your testosterone within your body. And that's the same thing with ice baths, ice baths. You only need like 10 minutes, maybe 11 a day. And I, I, I just started that and I already feel like a, a increase in like my, 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 my blood flow on both the sauna and the ice bath. So that caveman diet sounds right up my alley, to be honest yeah, with you, because yeah. I'm all about trying like this, like fitness stuff. So, um, anything that, uh, can help me, uh, be more, because, so this is the way I look at things, um, uh, through, uh, the exercise, uh, perspective. I want to be physically capable of getting away from a dangerous situation as fast as possible at any moment in time. 
So that's the way that I look at exercise is to be healthy enough to, um, if I need to remove myself from a situation like uh, a mass shooting or, you know, another country coming over trying to invade us, although I do have guns and I will fight back, but there are certain situations where you got to, it's like pick your battle kind of thing, you know yeah, what I mean? 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's what I try to implement into my children too, like is, is exercise and good eating. Like my son hasn't touched soda in fucking almost a year, just based that's off of good. the things that he listens Dude, to me talk about. Corn syrup specifically, like you yeah. gotta avoid that shit in all your food. Like bro, even tea, every single tea I buy is all, or not buy, I don't actually buy it, but every tea I see is high fructose corn syrup. Dude, this is like the only brand of tea that I found that's just water, pure sugar cane and fresh brewed tea. So it's like, getting rid of byproducts in the u.s dude that shit's banned everywhere else but it's not banned in the u.s because it's cheap and it's you can make it sweet and every Mm -hmm. single thing is so fucking loaded full of it like i avoid the fuck out of high fructose corn syrup because that stuff is so goddamn bad for you and another thing if we're talking about testosterone soy i don't know if you guys have heard the whole thing with like soy but yeah so soy when a male eats it it actually creates um what's the word i'm looking for um estrogen Estrogen, within a male's body so usually guys that eat a bunch of soy, they'll start noticing, they'll start getting like breasts and stuff like that. So if you're really, really worried about your testosterone, all the males out there, avoid eating as much soy as possible. And it's really funny because one thing that I've noticed is that every single protein bar you buy that has to do with like working out, every single one, dude, is loaded yep. with fucking soy. So it's mm-hmm. like counterbalancing it, you know, that they're, they're just trying to like, they, they take like the most masculine males and then they hide this shit in their food, trying to like knock down their testosterone. And then they try to act like, working out and doing all this is actually lowering it. But it's again, that like middle ground thing. And I want to bring this up when we talk about the weight stuff that you don't want to be the biggest fucking buffest guy ever either. You don't want to be the smallest or the, you know, most obese person ever. You want to be somewhere in the middle because the most buff, big fucking dude has a lot of stress on his heart because the body isn't meant to be like that. And the most obese person, it's a lot of stress on the heart because the body's not intended to be like that. You don't want to be super buff or obese. You want to be in the middle because that's how you remain staying healthy. Just like most things in life, it's not about being the extreme of either or. It's about being in the middle, and that's the best place to be. Yeah, and and yeah, on, on that point, if I could tag that, the the idealized form that we see, the the being cut, where you're like you know cut, that is actually unhealthy because your your body is naturally dehydrated at that mm-hmm. time yeah. when yeah. all your muscles yeah. are showing. Because you should have that layer, like a soft layer, over your over your body because if you look at like the because you know in 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 art we have like the two different body types that they train us on which is the the mass built for power and then mass built for cosmetics which is the cut look and the people that are built for power if you want to see that you got to look at your fucking power lifters like those guys that do the logs and they toss the logs and shit like that Tommy knows what I'm talking about. He probably yeah, I do it shit. every morning. That's how I start my day. That's that fucking logs. The, the the UFC fighters before they go into a fight and they're at their physically they're cut, they're at their best shape. They don't they're drink. Actually, they don't they're eat. They're at their most dangerous. Yeah. They're actually very vulnerable in that state. Like mm-hmm. they shouldn't be going into a fight like that. But that's what they do. And it's interesting, man. Dude, it's all exactly. about a protective layer, even beards. Have you guys seen the whole thing with beards that the re- like everybody thought that males grew beards for warmth, but they started realizing that it actually comes from like warrior tribes and different breeds of like warrior type people because it actually protects your face, like the bones in your face. And when they were doing experiments on it, anybody that had a clean shaven face, the jawbone would break almost every time or chip every time. People that had like five o'clock shadow, it was like a 50-50 thing. 
And then it was only like a 10% chance of actually like breaking your uh, jawbone if you had a beard because it's actually meant for an, imp uh, an impact region, just like on your body, man. kind of the same concept. You want that protective yeah. layer. You don't want to be super cut because then you're just hitting the muscles directly. you got a layer in between, then you can still be strong. And then you have a protective layer in between that for when you're getting hit. And same with the fighting. You think that they would want a little bit of water weight on because then that would be their protective layer instead of just getting hit directly in the muscle. Because, I yeah. mean, shit, hit yourself in the fat versus hit yourself in the muscle. Which one hurts more? It's going to be yeah, the, yeah. the muscle exactly. itself instead of the fat. You need that fat as a protective layer for your when, muscles. When, when yeah. are UFC fighters doing the weigh-in? Like, they're, 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 you, when, you, when you hear about them, they talk about it. Like they're in a really bad way. Like They're like mm -hmm. weak. You know, they shouldn't be going into like this big fight where they could potentially be killed, you know, if, you know. Yeah. Well, that's just the weigh-in. Weigh-in is a different day. Uh, the fight is a different day than the weigh-in. Um, yeah. I used to do amateur cage fighting. Um, oh, cool, like, man. Years ago. So uh, weighing, yeah, like I didn't, I wasn't eating or drinking that whole entire day um for weigh-in and actually i'd eat very minimal just to make sure that i made weight um for the weigh-in for boxing dude when i used to box it was the same thing that yeah. you wouldn't eat for like a day and a half before you do your weigh-in and then you load up on carbs right after that and then you do the fight so you like get your get everything back on a little bit but you just have to make it within that weight region and yeah. it always like looks better when you're a lower weight and you beat somebody that's like a higher weight. So you want to be that little bit lower weight than the other person. So it looks like you're stronger than them because a smaller weight person beat a heavier weight person. Interesting, man. So I, like I the, am normally. The, uh, no, go ahead. Sorry, man. I was going to say, I'm normally at my angriest when I'm hungry. So that's, that's normally when <laughs> yeah. I'm angry. Like, I don't get angry that much, but when I'm hungry and I'm really hungry, that is when uh, my wife will say, um, I'm annoying and I'm angry. Yeah. You know? That's why everybody's yelling at each other at the weigh-ins. Everybody's hungry as fuck. And they're just yes, pissed off. exactly, exactly. <laughs> like my trainers would have tell me to eat uh, a big breakfast the day before the fight. So like, and then not eat anything for the rest of the day. So it was a, a good breakfast, and then it was nothing but water the rest of the day. And then the next day, the day of the fight, it was only water and no food. So like, I was going over twenty-four hours without food before I ever fought. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it, it is stressful on the body a little bit, um, because mainly they don't want me to get hit in the gut and then have to take a shit <laughs> or puke when you get hit in the gut. But then you like, look at the old fighters, like back in the day, the old boxers and even like the old baseball players, like none yeah. of them were like neat and like cut. They were all like, had a little bit of a belly, like. They knew yep. what was up. They'd eat a big ass breakfast before the fight because they needed the energy for it. Like Babe Ruth is known as like one of the best baseball players that ever existed, but that dude had like a beer belly, you know, and he'd fucking mm -hmm. sit there and like smoke cigars and shit while he was playing. Yeah. Like the standard was so fucking different. Even for boxing, yeah. dude, it was like I mean, people would just eat and then like fight. He wasn't a cut, clean cut guy. Like he didn't have like the the abs showing or anything. And Muhammad Ali is the best, is said to be the best boxer. I mean, even the same thing with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson didn't always yeah. have like a cut look to him either. And he's Tyson like Fury. one of the most powerful punches in the world. Yeah. Fucking Butterball. That dude is yeah. forced to be wrecking. Yes. Butterball. <laughs> and that dude definitely has a beer belly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just hilarious, and he also called out Jake fucking uh, Paul. I couldn't think of his name for a second. He, but Butterbean Paul called out Jake Paul for a fight. 
Do you remember when that guy used to just sit there and like take you to the stomach and then start fighting somebody? He'd like let them tire themselves out on his stomach and shit. Like <laughs> you can't do that with modern day fighters because they're getting hit in that stomach and it's going to start building up. But if you got that mm-hmm. protective layer again, you can just let somebody tire themselves out and then just wreck them after that. <laughs> We're just going to go for Oh, we don't know. Mm-hmm. don't know if I'm going to need. Do I need a thumbnail for this one? I don't know. <clears throat> Are we ready? If you love all things dark history and paranormal, you're in the right place. Hi, I'm... What was that? Do you hear that? I'm trying to record the introduction for my brand new YouTube channel and there are noises coming from behind me, which there shouldn't be. Like, I'm completely home alone right now. It's a B&M chair. Cheap LEDs. It's just cardboard boxes. It's a puppy! Hi! And there's also a cat. There are no ghosts. I made it all up. I know, I got you with my good acting. Yeah, no, that's not what we're doing here. Because be real with me, have you ever found yourself four hours into a binge of a ghost hunting show with the shaking night vision camera footage and the wide-eyed ghost hunters screaming at their own shadows thinking, there is absolutely no way this is real. Yeah, me too. And if I'm being totally honest with you, I am more interested in the history of a haunted house and the origins of an urban legend and the actual lived experiences of people that have encountered paranormal activity firsthand rather than watching a group of people filming themselves in a dark room. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some amazing ghost investigators, especially on YouTube. Like some of the investigations that I've seen are amazing. And I do absolutely live for a class A EVP or like a terrifying image of a shadow figure. But most of the time, the context and the history make the haunting so much more compelling for me. And if that sounds like a bit of you, then I think we've just become best friends. So you're going to want to hit that subscribe button because every week we are going to be sitting down and swapping ghost stories like a good old sleepover, chatting about all things morbid, mysterious and macabre. Have you got a paranormal experience that you'd like to share or do you know of a haunted location that you'd like me to cover? Please leave me a comment or throw me a DM over on Instagram. You can find me at Don't Scare Claire. I absolutely love hearing all about your encounters with what lies beyond our realm. I cannot wait to get into all the spooky things with you and maybe we might learn a thing or two about some history too. I know, I promise I won't be like your boring history teacher. But until next time, sleep safe. You showing everyone your butthole? Yeah. That's not stable. I would not lean on that. Okay, we're done. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny the way things things change. And I, I just want to comment real quick on this meme that I've been seeing um, circulating about how uh, there's a picture of a beach in the 70s. And they're like, notice how there's no overweight people. And I, I just like I, I go back to when I watched Jaws um, and that was filmed in the 70s. And there was a ton of overweight people on the beach in that movie so i don't know what they're talking about yeah. when they just say that cropped all but, the uh all the obese people out or it's just one of those shots that just didn't happen to be one and then they just yeah. were like boom this is how it was <laughs> <laughs> oh something that i just so there was a uh i think it was like a, a theme park or something i can't fucking remember where it was but they found a fucking dude dead in the women's bathroom and he was covered in uh tactical reinforced gear like uh bulletproof shit he had ar style weapons grenades um and um it was, uh, it was like a cavern place uh, like a, a some kind of theme park or some shit it was just, i just literally heard about it today 
and um they found him with a single gunshot wound to his head so it's self-inflicted and then on the wall it said i just wanted to go into the caves Hmm. sounds like some mk ultra programming that didn't work out and the guy caught it at the last second and was like i can't do this boom because he knew that if he broke away from it that it would get he'd get sucked back into that shit dude (laughs) like my mind goes straight to mk ultra mind control yeah which mass everybody thinks it's that... some woo-woo shit, but I think it's just a mass understanding of psychology that you can break somebody yeah. down to a point where you can control their mind, not through like any type of like telekinetic means or anything like that, but just psychology and understanding psychology. Same with a lot of the occult shit. I think it's just a master understanding of psychology. Exactly, exactly. And uh, we already know that they've been experiencing with mind control drugs uh, for the longest time. And they admitted it in 1994. And I say this almost in every Conspiracy Tuesday episode. Um, but and and it, and it goes back to and, and the media, the media is fucking retarded, first of all. And <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. that till the day I fucking 100%. die most likely um but the mass shooting that was just up here in maine that was an hour and a half away from where i am um they came out and was like oh this guy has military experience he's a he's a weapons expert and blah 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 um and he also shot up at walmart in which he didn't shoot up a walmart nothing ever happened at the lewiston walmart um he's not was never in the military and he's not a weapons expert he's just a random dude with a mental health issue so yeah, I think they find like these and I he go he was going to a therapist, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he was, which I think this is like I think uh therapists talk to each other and I think like certain like groups will find like these mentally ill people and do this do like do this mind control shit and break them down to get them to do this shit and another thing that i want to point out is why do we dedicate so much stuff to mass shooting victims and we don't dedicate anything to regular shooting victims everybody there's random people that die from (laughs) gun violence almost every day um in inner cities and or even like accidents or anything like that how come mass shootings are the only people the only victims that get um that much love yeah that's the only time that we actually talk about um two-way stuff and, and gun control stuff is when there's a mass shooting and they can make a spectacle out of it when it's just gang violence it's just written off as gang violence and it's just a you know, it's just yada yada on the on the daily news where they talk about it, but they don't really. It's not you know, it's not the main course. So yeah, I see what you mean. And if they would, if they would do that, then then you know they'll see that it's just a bunch of young people getting access to guns, and acting out their drama with it. You know, yep. and, and but then you know it's like, well, we we don't want to like ask those questions. You know. Instead, it's just it's got to be like a certain specific archetype that can sell a specific narrative. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It just plays into mm-hmm. into the narrative and they just mind mess with people's heads until they fall into this. Yeah. But you notice how there's been a few shootings with people that, um you know, have been of the that are transgender and they leave that out of the report because they yep. don't want it to be any type. They don't want people to think of mental illness in that aspect. They wanted everybody to think of it in another way. Like people got angry at society and decided to attack it and you can't have them playing the victim. So there's been a few of them where they completely leave that part out that some of these people have been transgender and 
I'm going to say this in the most blunt way possible. You know, I, I try not to express my opinions on this whole thing too, too much anymore, but you know, to a certain extent, like, I feel like that is partly like a mental illness because they changed the meaning of body dysmorphia after that became a thing where now it just has to do with people's weights and like body mass. And realistically, that is like a form of body dysmorphia because you see yourself different than you actually are. And again, they don't want to chalk that up as a mental illness anymore, even though the root of it may be. And I feel like if you dig into a lot of the people that are like that, it's probably, you know, there probably are some people that just have their own minds made up in their head. You know what it is, what it is. But on the other side of it, there's some kind of trauma base that links people into feeling this way and pushing that way. Like there's a huge thing with like a lot of guys that don't get any attention from any girls and they end up going through all of this stuff and becoming the other gender thinking that they're going to start getting attention from the other gender now. And you know, it's that, just a trans cell movement. Yeah. It's there's, there, I feel like there's a lot of roots into it where there is a lot of trauma, but rather than actually trying to tear it apart and figure out I'm, what I'm the really, cause is, they just, I'm really suspicious of that. I'm, I'm really, since we're already in the foxhole, I, when, when I, when I did my, my transgender er, interview, this was probably like five years ago, the who had was in talks about um, taking um the transgender off of the the whatever index off of the the mental health index it was in the talks and my guest you know had said that that would hurt a lot of trans people because they would not get the mental health care that they needed to you know guide them through their transition and and you know it, it's one of those because you know it is like a, the gender dysphoria it is a form of dysphoria and we all see the other forms of dysphoria where the people who have like the the they're addicted to um, cosmetic surgery you just watch that show botched and stuff like this you, they they all have this form of of dysphoria and then they end up suing the doctors and then the doctors are like well if i had known that that they were you know suffering from uh, whatever it is, I would not have operated. But of course, the doctor, the doctor's fucking new. Just so long as the check cleared. Yeah. But the the, the yeah. point is, is that that you know, like there's these people they they'll get like tummy tucks over and over and over, and then until it botches, and then they'll they'll you know freak out because it'll never be good enough, and that's what's the problem. And, and with the with the 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 political push that's going on right now i i think a lot of that is something else like that's that's our that's another you know quote unquote psyop that i think a lot of the the genuine dysphoric people are being their movement is being taken away from them from uh fetishists because i think what we're seeing is a lot of fetishists you know using that as a means to to get themselves into positions of power like I think it was the the guy who he looked like Matt Damon and he was stealing women's uh luggage from the airport. I know you mean yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was he that that's an example of someone with a fetish. That's not dysphoria. That that's clearly someone who is a clear fetishist. And and they're, you know, and I think that a lot of fetishists are are, you know, really sick ones are are taking, you know, away from this movement and they're treating it like a fad, like it's, it's fashion to them. And there are actual gender dysphoria people who, you know, the, their resources are being taken away from them for their, their treatment. The, the actual transgendered people, 
their estrogens and 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 their the hormones that they need for their transition for their mental health are instead going to to these fetishist people who are then using it as a costume just to just to throw their weight around you know like they do with the pronoun policing and stuff like that and and you know it's really unfortunate because the people who actually have the genuine condition who need the help the most you know they're getting grouped in with these people and i think there's there's not enough of them that they can stand up to it and what is going on is people are, are it's being taken away from them it's being wrestled away from nefarious individuals you know with ill intent and it's really unfortunate my question is for the people that actually have the illness if will it ever actually be good enough because it is a dysmorphia thing like you said like you, it never, nothing is ever going to work as it would be if you were already biologically born that thing. Mm -hmm. So no matter how many surgeries you get, no matter what you do with it, it's never going to be ideally what you want and expect it to be. So it's going to be this continuous thing. Yeah. So, you know, rather than pretending like you're going to get to a point where everything works properly, like it's not going to work like that. Like if you're biologically born a female and you want to become a male, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, breed with somebody from that perspective because it's just it's not not possible and same with the vice versa if you're a male that becomes a female no matter how many surgeries you get to get the body parts it's not going to work like that at the end of it because it's just not possible for it to function like that so it's just going to be this continuous thing where you're always trying to make it so that you can fully become that thing that you want to become but you're never going to be able to ever reach that so it's going to be this continuous thing just like you said yeah therein lies the rub and the thing is, is that, you know, there's a, it's not just the dysphoria, but there's also other compounding mental illnesses that go along with it. So it's not just that, it's also other issues too, that may lead to that. And that's why, you know, unfortunately, most of these people have such a high, astronomically high suicide rate, I think, unless you count just regular males who I think have the highest ever, yes. but, it, but it, it, it's just, a, it's just the way that it is, you know. Yeah. And then and then there uh the sports merging, like um there's a lot of talks with the the transgender people getting into sports. And it's mainly what's weird is that it you only ever hear about the men transitioning getting into women's sports. You never hear anything about the women that are transitioning to be men getting involved in men's sports. Yeah. Um I just saw this video the other day of this uh transgender woman uh blasting another girl in the face on the field hockey field and broke her fucking face she's missing a shit ton of teeth and everything like yeah i saw uh, that just, footage yeah it's it, it was there and then she's screaming at the top of her lungs she just got blasted in the fucking face with a, I, I, it kind of looked almost intentional too which is weird um but they all I think just, they're about I, to be a ringer. That's what it is. It's, you, yeah. know, you guys ever seen the movie The Ringer? They think that mm. they're going to be able to go into it and basically just destroy the sport. And I mean, that's sometimes they get owned. A lot of times they get owned. But then there's like, also the vice Fallon versa. Fallon Fox too. got owned once. Fallon Fox was like on top of freaking on top of the world when she got into the UFC, and then she just got freaking knocked out by some by a woman not too long ago. So. <laughs> mm hmm. But the intention is that they think that they're going to be able to just go in and just instantly win. And mm -hmm. I mean, that could be, again, a double-sided thing that there might, there probably is a good percentage of the people that are doing that, 
that that was their whole intention that they even did it in the first place. It wasn't because they felt this way and then they decided that they want to play sports. There's probably a lot of them that were like, I'm a guy, I have this build. If I become a girl and I go into women's sports, I'm going to fucking dominate. I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to do this. And it's worth them because people will sell their souls for money. And that's what it comes down to is that I feel like there's a good number of people that will literally pay whatever to get these surgeries, thinking that they're going to make millions off of being like a famous athlete after they go over to the other side of it. And they think that they're biologically stronger than the average female because they were biologically a male. Well, that and the gulp, because the goalposts have moved, they don't even have to get the surgery anymore. You just have to identify it. It's like the the swimmer. Who's the swimmer? um, Thomas something. Yeah. Uh, Lily learned something, Thomas, but he's, Leah he's Thompson. Had, Leah Thompson. Yeah, she's not had any any surgery at all. Is she? If, no, if I'm right. Well, we're we're told that there's estrogen stuff, but if you've been if you've gone through puberty as a man, as as whatever, the the all the estrogen treatment in the world isn't gonna do much. It'll do like purely cosmetic stuff, but. The bone density and muscle tension structure is already there, mm-hmm. and it's it diminishes it by like a fraction of a percentage, like maybe six or seven percent. I I don't I don't know. That's that's sports stuff. So Kevin, you'd probably know more about that than I would. Yeah. Um. They so if you over it's it's this too. Like if you overload your body with testosterone as well. So when you see it with testosterone. Um, it, the testosterone will turn into estrogen. That's why a lot of these build bodybuilders have such massive titties. Um, and yeah. I mean, granted it's hard and it's muscly, but once they get off the test, uh, the steroids and shit, and they just uh, uh, go back to being a regular person, they literally have boobs. It's um, Bob from fight club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's what whole like Hulk Hogan looks like now because his, yeah, his body yeah. Is, is just torn apart from all the drugs. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like... I've seen it with my own dad too, that a lot of these guys will try to get like massive bulk and in turn off of trying to do that, you end up damaging your body as far as like having testosterone. So then in turn, you know, when you're in your twenties, thirties, you're this big buff guy, but by the time you reach your fifties, sixties, then all of that starts turning into not the same type of body mass that you, that you want because the muscle definition starts growing away. And then you start developing like breasts and your body can't produce enough testosterone because you were just jacked up on this high level that after a certain point, it all just kind of gives out on you because you pretty much blew out your testosterone receptors. Pretty Mm. much. Yeah. And so like what Chris was saying, when you introduce, uh, um, the body to, uh, uh, you know, like test estrogen, like a man, like if I was to uh, introduce myself to estrogen to try and transition, like that's not going to do like, I'm already huge. Like, well, I'm not huge, but I'm, 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 I'm I'm 230, I'm 230 pounds right now. (laughs) Um, You got definition. So like, and then, you know, with the beard and stuff, and then like, this is never going to go away, even with all the estrogen that they give me, I'm always going to have a shadow. I'm always going to look manly, uh, no matter what. But did you see that, uh, documentary with the bodybuilder that transitioned to to be a woman? I I haven't seen the documentary, but I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, He looks exactly the same, just with tits now exactly the same he just has titties that's that's literally all it is um so like 
like you really either got to be um like really have this dysmorphia to the point uh this mental health issue which i do think it's a mental health issue but i do also think that if you actually really feel this way like do it like if that's what you want to do with mm -hmm. your life by all means do it um i don't i don't look down on anybody or anything just but but, but please like be seeing a therapist throughout your transition um talk to people uh, make sure it's something that you're going to want long term before you do it um because the harm that you're going to do to your body um is going to be astronomical um and it's going to be a long term and you're never going to be back to where you are now so like if i was to get myself up on estrogen i'll my balls will probably shrink um but that's probably it. I don't really want my balls to shrink. So I'm never going to do that. No, nah, man, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Serious question. And then your sperm count will drop. Um, the more <laughs> estrogen your body, uh, a male body um, after puberty is introduced, your, your sperm count will drop. Um, eventually you won't be even, it'll be even harder to procreate. So um, yeah. So also in, in the other aspect for the men that are trying to uh, work out and trying to get big, the more testosterone you're introducing to your body, the more estrogen you're introducing to your body as well. So therefore your balls are going to shrink and you're not going to be able to procreate either. So, <laughs> Serious question. Those female bodybuilders, they get like scary huge to the point where they're like, they could beat the shit out of like any guy that they walk past. Are they in taking testosterone or no, is that, that strictly that, that's just steroids? Chemicals. Yes, that's chemicals. They're, taking, they're taking steroids. 100%. Is there like additional testosterone to involved with that though? Like, cause you hear about the whole thing where like, uh, you know, some of their lady parts start enlarging. Isn't that, isn't that from like introducing testosterone to the body or is that strictly from steroids? Yeah. It's like the opposite yeah. for males well, and Steroid is testosterone. Oh, okay. steroid, so, I never got into that stuff. So I don't know how yeah. to specify it exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. We, yeah. We've all, you're, you're probably too young, but I, I do remember the, the, when, when the wrestler China did pornography. And that was scary as fuck. She had a big clip, but then she stopped. He was a like, beast, man. Yeah, she yeah. she stopped. She stopped um, for uh, taking because once she got into porn, at first she was very scary. She still is, or I mean, was up until she died. Yeah, um, yeah but her body her body stopped started to feminine go back to like a feminine figure after because she wasn't like so hardcore into it. But like that thing that that thing was still protruding pretty pretty good but anyways um <laughs> yeah no like steroids <laughs> is just um like upping your uh testosterone levels a thousand percent it's kind mm -hmm. of uh, kind of weird that it ends up doing like the opposite that for males everything gets smaller but for females everything gets bigger like yeah it's kind of, kind of yeah. weird how that works <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and mm. you do notice too like a lot of women will start growing hair on their face when they're uh, on steroids too um but yeah if 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 there is a, a huge jack don't get me wrong there's jacked women out there that don't take steroids like um my friend um her name's liz uh we went to high school together she literally just did a a, a bodybuilding competition today and got third and second place or first and second place for different categories but like she's all natural and she like she looks pretty jacked but obviously she probably um had to cut and dehydrate herself but 
Um, Props to anybody that does bodybuilding and doesn't use steroids. Like you guys are the real MVPs when it comes to that kind of <laughs> yeah, shit. No steroids shit. are cheating for both sides. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Have you heard about this uh, Sam kid? Uh, he's got, he always wears a hat and he's got fucking long curly hair that protrudes out his hat. And he's fucking humongous. I don't think so. Uh, All right. He's always given like tips for working out and stuff, but he's huge. He's only 21 and he's fucking massive. Dude is on serious steroids. Um, and his like diet is atrocious. There's a lot of times where he's been seen fucking throwing up and shit like that because of what he's eating. Um, I just, I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's Thor guy from game of Thrones on steroids or was that dude just fucking massive? Cause I know that guy was like, Icelandic or something. I think he yeah. is. I think he is too. Um, but you never know. Just because, like, he's like massive anyway. So there's That's a good chance that, that maybe like he's not yeah. six and a half feet tall easily. Probably bigger yeah. than that. Like, he's always staying next to short people, so it's hard to tell. But like, yeah, if you're I, fucking six, almost seven foot tall, like, there's got to be some kind of mass that goes along with that naturally. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, a descendant dude, of the Watchers for sure. Yeah, um, he's never. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking straight Viking berserker, man. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's bred with a bear at some point in his lineage. <laughs> yeah, I saw this video of him and his wife not too, like, a couple weeks ago. Um, and he unzips his pants and then zips it back up. And all, like, his, his wife has a little baby and it's fucking the baby's almost bigger than her. <laughs> I was like, oh, his wife's really small. Yeah. Yeah. All those big dudes like the tiniest fucking women. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's this dude who like went to my Jack, school who was like Jack's six wife, three. Jack's wife is tiny. Dude, there was this guy who went to my school who was like six three, six four, and he would always date these like fucking under four, under five foot girls. Like, <laughs> it's just I think a thing that if you're a huge dude, your thing is that you like tiny little women. Like fucking Andre the Giant. You guys remember all the weird stories of him where he yeah, would like man. always have these like little tiny Asian yeah. girls hanging out with him and he'd like carry him up on his shoulders and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, like uh, super yeah. into the little yeah. Asian girls. And like a woman in every city. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You see all were the ones that walk a... on your back for massages. Yeah. When he held a beer can, man, it was like it didn't look real. Like a, a beer can <laughs> that looks big in like our hands. Just look like a tiny little, oh, I don't know, man. Doesn't mm. look real. Did you guys ever hear about like how much it would take that dude to drink to like actually get buzzed from it? The dude would drink yeah. like a keg to himself, like yeah. easily. Yeah. Like, that's fucking pints. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely a, a, a descendant from the Watchers. Him and fucking Thor, dude. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> this. Like, yeah. the Nephilim are real and Nephilim. they exist. Yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just to just to put the cherry on top of the whole um, dysphoria thing, the yeah. it's it's like the big stink that whenever we see a stink in the media, it's always from like the ugly people that don't pass, the the attractive people that do pass. They're not causing a stink. They're not getting in our faces. They're not demanding anything from us because they kind of have what they want, even though with their dysphoria, it's sort of an ongoing struggle, but they're content and happy. And so many of these people that are doing all this social engineering, they're not happy. Like the fat activists, they're really not happy because they're constantly on the the attack and they're always filming themselves, you know, just so they can instigate a confrontation, you know, just so they could destroy someone online. Because again, online is filled with people who just aren't happy. 
you know, yeah. and it's like so many people are are just depressed and unhappy. And yet we're talking about mental health, you know, like all the time, nonstop. But, you know, the world is just so unhappy. And it's just it, it just shows you that, you know, I mean, something has someone's got to be tipping the scale or something going on because all this stuff that contradicts itself is is sticking together. And it's just it, it shouldn't be happening like this. But it is. And that's why, you know, I if when someone says that, you know, lizards are ruling the earth from the underworld, whatever, I'm like, yeah, I probably buy it because so many people cannot be this unhappy. trying to free your mind, but I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. And by walking through it, my friends, head on over to www.deeperdown.store. There you will find some sick-ass threads. AI-inspired art on t-shirts, hoodies, flip-flops and cups, and motherfucking tote bags. I promise you, my friends, if you follow the rabbit, you will not be disappointed. You can also find underscore, underscore, down the dot rabbit hole underscore underscore on Instagram he has thousands of followers and he shows you deep down the rabbit hole on conspiracies hauntings and cryptids I highly recommend you subscribe for $2.99 a month also check out his store upon checkout enter code Kevin's Weird 18 there my friends you will get 18% off of your purchase so please I highly recommend and suggest to you to go check out his store David is a good friend, and he deserves the utmost respect, and I wish him nothing but success. But this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Because we're pushing to a time where nobody actually like truly, truly communicates. And you guys being podcasters, I'm sure you guys fully understand this, that you can have some awesome, really deep conversations with people online. But when you physically get to be in front of somebody 
and you're like get to actually like you know give him like a hug and shit like kevin for example when he got to meet at squankapalooza and stuff like it's just different. like we're close <laughs> from talking over this but it still has that like lingering empty feeling because it's not like physically substantial sometimes you know yeah like people have all of this communication online where it's just people listening what other people have to say which is great but it's lacking that actual social physical aspect of it because half yeah. of actually getting to know somebody and having a conversation with them, which people are scared to do now, which is kind of a weird thing because we grew up with it being a normal thing. It's just making physical contact with somebody while you're actually having a conversation with them. Like if somebody's sad, you give them a hug. If somebody says something awesome, you know, you give them like a high five, for example, or you give them like a fist bump or, you know, like just, you know, some, you see somebody walk by or something, you want to like, you know, nudge your buddy and be like, Hey, look over there. You know, like, it's just, it's, social communication now is just missing the physical aspect to it and it's extremely needed and it's something that i don't think a lot of people actually put much time into actually really thinking about is how important with all of communication as a whole that the physical aspect of it plays a huge portion of it and i mean mm -hmm. at least with us talking yeah. we can at least see expressions which is a huge thing that got taken away for during the pandemic and everything it's just being able to see somebody's facial expressions which is also a huge factor of it but yeah. all of these things put together is what creates social interaction. And with the internet now, we have the actual verbal part and we have the expression part, but it's still missing that physical aspect to it that is what makes it feel complete and whole with people. Mm -hmm. And to go off of what Chris was saying uh, just a minute ago, um, the people that are getting upset and that want to like basically outlaw uh, or basically bring up new laws about they just need a fucking hug bro i'm telling yeah. you they just need a hug yeah, man. <laughs> they do but um <laughs> it's only the people that don't pass like if yeah. you're not if you're not presenting yourself in the way that you want to be perceived like so like you want to be perceived as a woman but you don't look like a woman i'm not going to call you by those pronouns like I, i'm sorry and you never know who the fuck is they them so like what the fuck <laughs> like mm -hmm. that one like i i I, that one is the only one that I don't understand is the, is the, is the they, them um, thing. So like, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody that goes by that or anything, but like, I, I just don't understand it. Like what's, what's the point of it? Like, because, so somebody will call you because you, you look like a female. So somebody will call you ma'am or miss or refer to you as a her or she, and then you get upset because, you're a they them so like mm -hmm. i just like how are we supposed to know that you're a they them you know what i mean um but like if you're not passing as if you're trying to be a man and you're not and you look like a woman then you're, you're gonna get called a woman i'm sorry it's just that's the I way found that... a way around it i just call everybody you now because yeah. you isn't possessive <laughs> of anything <laughs> and it's not falling in any trends of being like guys we can't say hey guys now because guys <laughs> is referring to males instead because there's a couple of them that pop up in my work here and there that work for like a tech agency and everybody tries to use specific terms for things. And, you know, it is what it is with society. You know, like I'm not trying to be out here and sound like an asshole and try to offend people. So I just call people you now. I'm like, Hey, you, <laughs> and that's just the end of it. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the safest way. Yeah. Honestly, it's unless it's like one of your buddies, like you never really know now and you don't want the wrong person just destroying you in every way, shape, and form, getting you fired from your job, which is the huge problem now is because it's like if half the people listen to my show at my work, I'm sure that they would be completely offended by it. But I still have my own beliefs that I try to stay true to. So in turn, I just dance around it where I'm not going to call somebody something that I don't feel they should be called. 
but I'm also not going to be an asshole and purposely call them the opposite thing just to piss them off. So I just dance around it all together and just call people you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you are you're, you guys are right that it is how how people present themselves, and so many people are like they want something but they're not they're not it's like they're not trying and i think yes. that's that's sort of the thing and, and and i what i blame is again like getting into the whole like you know i, I realize i'm talking a lot of social engineering and psyop shit you know about how you know breakfast and the diamonds and shit and i th i think a lot of it is this stagnated adolescence because we no longer have a rite of passage for adulthood because no. because i remember kevin kevin smith back before he he got thin and and blew up you know uh turned into a big crybaby he said that you know people in the, in the in the early 2000s people in their 30s were given a, because of the quote-unquote economy they were given a stay of execution on growing up because they could still live at home and stuff. And for us, the rite of passage was you graduate, you move out on your own, you get the driver's license or whatever, you 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 go through some rite of passage that you are then entered into manhood where you become the adult and, and stuff of that nature. And and for women, it's it's getting their period and stuff like that. And for men, it's it's you know, it it's it's being able to be self-sufficient, you know to be able to, to build a home and, and provide and get a, a, a job and stuff like this and grow uh, a beard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Grow a beard. We should bring back the whole concept of you get thrown in the woods for a week. And if you survive, you survive. If you don't, then you don't. And that's the end of it. <laughs> Cause oh, I feel like yeah. that's a good thing to have anyways, yeah. because it's, it's one of those underlying things that at least in like our group of males, I feel like camping, being out in the woods, like it, it's like a need and a must. So I feel like there's if you're into the whole idea of like manhood still existing as it does, like there should be this whole concept still that you like have to survive in the woods for like a set amount of time. And by doing so now you are officially part of the party. You're one of the men, you know, because and I feel like any man <clears throat> that justifies themselves as a man should have the ability to be able to survive at least for a few days in the woods, because if you're not able to do that, then you're not able to provide realistically because you're not able to even provide for yourself theoretically. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I will say the two though that I did have um a transgender on as uh, a guest. Um and I would have never have known that he was once a woman. Um uh he it he perpetuates himself as everything that a man does. He's um he's uh, goes outside. I believe that he could go out into the woods and survive. Uh his name's Cody. Um, he's a photographer and he's a fucking phenomenal photographer. So if anybody listening wants to check out uh, creative uh, media or um, what is it? Hold on. I will say, though, I feel like the transition is easier from male to female than male to because because the features are too distinguished, you know, like yeah. there are some males that have feminine features, but they're still look like a man. So it's like girls can get away with transitioning into men easier because there are men that have feminine features. But as far as masculine men go, those features are very distinguished. So once you have a male distinguished feature, it's kind of hard to look like a female. Yeah, some right. people just give that vibe. Yeah, some people just give that vibe off, and and it's like, and if they they however they present, we don't question it because they give that vibe. They have that energy, you know. Exactly. Exactly. 
Exactly. And uh, on that note, I don't want to chip in my brain. So I'll just say that. Um, Tommy, have you ever had um, so over in over there in the UK, is there um, I don't know the laws on guns, but is there mass shootings going on over there? We don't get mass shootings, no. I mean, we did. There was one in, in Wales. Oh, I can't remember. It was a long time ago, a famous one. Um, but gun laws, it's obviously, it's a lot stricter in the UK. You, you can own a gun. Crime. Yeah, knife crime's really bad. Yeah, 100%. Um, but guns, I've got friends that have got guns. Um, the, the laws are a lot different. Like, you you get vetted. Um You've got to keep the bullets locked away. You've got to keep the, the actual gun somewhere else locked away. You can only shoot at certain places. Um, yeah, it's very different in the UK. I, I like the, the US gun laws, to be honest. I, I think it's a good thing that you can protect your family, protect your home. Um, I, I would I would support having more guns in the UK, to be honest. I know that might sound weird. Um, Do you want to yeah. talk about something weird? I feel like... I don't know, man. Like this is just some a thing that I picked up and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. I've just always listened to like UK rap. I listen watch a lot of UK shows and stuff. And it seems like in the UK at least, like the true honest gangsters are out in the country and not in the city. And yeah, the guys that are out in the country are the ones that are like growing weed, they got guns, they're doing all that kind of <laughs> shit. And all the ones in the city, they're like the journeymen that do like the yeah, night and all that kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all, all the true gangsters are in the yeah. fucking country because they can do whatever that's, the fuck they want. And nobody's that's watching. That's where I am. That's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're yeah, right. No, no, it's actually, where, where I live in, in the UK, in Dorset, there's a lot of gangsters or gangsters, old gangsters that move from London to here. It's, you know, it's, I don't know why that is. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. In in London, it's a lot more of a a, a show, I guess. You know, it's bravado. Uh, knife crime's terrible, obviously, in, in London. But yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. I feel like knife, just, just my opinion, because everybody wants to think that like the UK isn't scary compared to the US. So you like listen to the rap and stuff and, and people are like, oh, I can't take this seriously because they're not gangster over there. As far as I'm concerned, bro, knife crime is a lot worse than fucking gun crime. Yeah. It's just bad. because, one, you get yeah. shot, it's easier to get a bullet out and deal with a bullet wound than it is to deal with multiple stab wounds. And also, just the intention behind it. Anybody can point a gun at somebody, even a coward, and shoot them. But it takes a true sadistic motherfucker to be able to continuously stab and cut somebody. So, yeah. like, I think sure. that the people that are doing the knife crimes are a lot more fucking scary and gangster than the guys that are using guns. Yeah, man. And I mm -hmm. think it's a very it's a very coward's way to fight using a knife. I don't I don't agree with that at all. Um, but yeah, there's more intent behind it, which makes it more sadistic. Yeah, because hundred you know, percent, man. Yeah, like, they're crazy. You're feeling somebody's flesh and the warmth of their blood looking at on your hand. Versus just yeah, yeah, turning your head and shooting at. I them, guess you know? it's a lot easier to shoot someone than to stab someone for sure, because you're mm -hmm. literally putting something into someone. And obviously, with a gun, you're just pulling the trigger, but. Yeah, man, it's sick. It's it's not nice, but knife crime, especially in London, is terrible. You know, and the problem You're is feeling it's... somebody's last breath right on your face, getting close enough to the knife crime. Like that's yeah. even where the Jesus other Christ. like mental aspect of it comes in is that you're feeling that person's blood on your hand. You're feeling their final breath in your face. Like it's a lot more intense than it would be yeah. to be from a distance and just shoot somebody and watch them drop. Do you get a lot of knife crime in the US, or is it just something yes. you don't really? Yes, it's uh. 
they don't they the media doesn't talk about it a whole lot but you know just from my neck of the woods there's a lot of it um i've actually witnessed a lot of it too growing up yeah. too so um one of my buddies was stabbed by with a kitchen knife one of those long ones it's oh, right man. there friggin punctured his lung he almost died uh but luckily you know uh ems arrived and like like lickety split and uh uh saved him there's a uh, reason why bayonets are outlawed in war you're not allowed to use bayonets is because again those wounds are a lot fucking harder to deal with than a gun wound because none yes. of the gun wounds partly like because it's a hot bullet it almost like if you if it goes straight through it partially like cauterizes itself a knife that's just an open gash that shit is just flowing out there's nothing mm -hmm. nothing stopping it like no again even just dealing with it you fucking stab and start twisting like that, that person's dead. If somebody shoots a bullet and it goes straight through them, or you got to dig it out, it's just way easier to deal with. Yeah, yeah you're not saying like that multiple gun wounds organs, aren't bad, yeah. but sorry, Chris. But, yeah, you're you're like puncturing multiple organs, and that's bile mm -hmm. that's flowing into other organs that's this necrosing them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I think a lot of these kids, in especially in London, they'll carry knives. Because they're scared because so many kids have, have got knives on them, you know, so they all want to mm -hmm. have that protection. And obviously you get in a fight with someone and you've got a knife on you, you know, chances are you're going to use it, you know, if you're that way inclined. But yeah, it's a, it's a scary fault, man. Mm -hmm. and the weird part about knife crime too is that it's like guns, they can try to make laws on it, they can do something about it. Knife crime, they can act like they can do something about it, but unless you're gonna like outlaw people being able to cook and cut up meat, like you can't get rid of knives. Like they're always prevalent in there. People can easily make knives versus guns. It's yeah. like once knife crime's established, there's no getting rid of it because they're so easily accessible. And even beyond just pocket knives, you can outlaw all the pocket knives you want. There's still kitchen knives. People can still create blades. Like it's easy enough to do. Like once it's there, it's established and it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. They done a thing in London where they asked people to give their knives in, Like they were going to get tougher on knife knife <laughs> crime law. And they asked people to, to give their knives in and the amount of different knives, like, like so many knives that were put in that were just handed in by people that just didn't want to have them anymore was scary, man. That there was, there was a lot, a lot of people have got them. Dude, the UK would hate me. I probably got like 50, 60 different knives in my house and not just kitchen knives. Know. Like I got like yeah. machetes. I got pocket knives. I've got I knives. Got fucking everything. Have, I've got <laughs> knives as well. Yeah. I want to start making swords. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I've start got, seeing like... crime like that in the UK. You'll just see fucking journeymen running around with fucking katanas. Yeah, you see it, <laughs> man. fucking there's horrifying. People, there's places in the UK where that happens. You know, I've got like shit. a couple of decorative swords. I don't know what to do with them, so I just hang them over my door. You know? Sharpen them, fuckers, just in case there's a zombie apocalypse. You want to be prepared. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Zombie apocalypse is right around the corner. You're gonna yeah, regret man. not sharpening that fucker when there's a there's a horde of zombies knocking outside your front door, and all you would have needed is just one quick swift swipe swipe of the katana, and they would all be gone. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. shit, if you hit hard enough, that blunt force might still work. Because if their skin's decaying, I mean, they can't be that much holding it on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> going, go, so. going back to guns, I do have a BB gun, if that's... I got I mean, one of them, too. I take use it for rats. It's pest control. BB <laughs> gun. I've got a BB gun. <laughs> a BB gun. Look at my beard. It's not going to do a lot of damage, but it's something. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> my daughter has a bb gun too 
Oh man. <laughs> hey, regardless of how much power it has, if you put a BB gun to somebody's face, nobody's gonna oh, want to yeah, get in the face do. with that fucking yeah, thing. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. What, me and my buddies used to go over to uh one just one specific friend's house because uh that's where we could talk to the girls on AIM. Um, so we would get on the computer, we talked to all the girls that uh we were friends with on AIM, and we'd take turns, and then we'd go down into his room in the basement and play video games. So one of us would be upstairs in the computer room, and the rest of us would be downstairs playing video games. And there was a little freaking like a heater vent, and we'd pop it open and we'd pump the freaking BB gun like a hundred times. And whoever was in the computer, they never shot me for some reason, I don't know why. Um, but and then we would just shoot our friends in the fucking leg, like the thigh <laughs> area, right in the ass cheek. Too, oh, sometimes. And friggin', um, I remember my buddy Adam just was like, he friggin' like the chair went flying, he went down to the ground, and then there was this massive, massive bruise on his leg. And we thought it was hilarious, but really, um, it was kind of cruel and not very nice. Dude, those <laughs> things are fucking stronger than people give them credit they, for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you get it in the damage. eye. You get it in the eye. You could lose an eye for sure. Dude, for I sure. fucking, for my sure. bird feeder, when I like pump up the gun and the rats run away, because I have rats that'll like go in and try to attack my chicken. So people just don't think I'm just like a piece of shit who's just shooting rats for fun. Like I have chicken coops uh, no, in my backyard. For fun. So those I, fuckers for fun. Fuck them. <laughs> I have it to take out the rats that go into my chicken coop <laughs> and fuck all my chicken stuff up. But anyways, when I like pump up the gun and they run away and I just have that extra bullet there, you know, you can't just leave the pump up in it because it'll start fucking up your gun. So I'll take it and I'll shoot it at like the side of the tree or like the target I have or like the side of the bird feeder. And the bird feeder I have is fucking metal and I'm not shooting any birds either. I only do it if there's no birds there. Um, but that thing will leave like imprint, like dense, like the bullet will sometimes get stuck in it because it goes so far into that metal. Like that's metal. Like imagine like skin, dude, like. That, yeah, that thing can easily embed into you. I'm not, it's not going to kill you or anything like that by any means, but if you shoot somebody with a BB, it will definitely go into their skin. Yeah. <laughs> my BB gun looks really real. Like, it's a really good one. So it's sort of under my bed. So if an intruder ever gets in, I'm going to use it like as a show and hope that that scares them enough to, to leave. But, yeah, it looks really real. Like that. Like hey, you that. might actually do some damage if you aim for an eye, though, because I think that thing will have enough yeah. pressure that it might even be able to go through the eye and into the brain. So you might actually be able to take somebody out yeah, with a BB man. gun if you're shooting in the right spot. Just got to get that good shot in, man. Yeah. I got one of the rifle ones, man, and same kind of thing. I leave it next to the bed, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure that thing could definitely be scary in the middle of the night when somebody yeah. doesn't know any better. And even so, if somebody wants totally. to try to test you, you just got to get him that good shot right in the eye. <laughs> yeah, man. Except in the U.S., you have to fire center mass. Yeah. You can't shoot them in the face or in, in their limbs. But if it's gotta, a BB gun, gotta... does it play by a different law? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, that one I don't know. But I do know with uh, actual firearms, you have to hit center math or else you could probably be in trouble. Well, here's so... a fun thing that I heard the other day for anybody that ever has to deal with a home invasion. A lot of people turn on the lights during a home invasion. The intruder does not know your house better than you do. So if you really want to throw him off and sneak up on that fucker, you turn all the lights off because then you stand a better chance. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Are you allowed to, to shoot that an intruder? To one time where uh, my place got burglarized and I was asleep and I and I got up and I, I didn't turn on the lights. I just walked out there and then I there's this guy in my living room and I'm like, I'm half asleep. I don't have my glasses on and I'm staring like, like what the fuck is going on? You know, I'm I'm like, I think it's like a maintenance man or something. And then he sees me and he's like, oh shit. And he, and he hauls his ass out of there. Oh, By the man. time I realized what had actually happened, the dude was fucking gone. And that was fucking crazy. 
You want to hear some crazy shit that's happened a couple months ago that uh, my, I guess, brother-in-law, you could call him that, uh, he was outside smoking a cigarette at, like, I think 1 o'clock in the morning, and he heard some wrestling going on near the cars. So he went out by the cars, and there was some dude that was trying to steal the Cadillac converters from up underneath the cars. This dude shot three shots at him and got him in the leg in the process of this. So just over a Cadillac converter, this dude shot three shots at him. So it's like you, Chris. All it could have taken is you walked out there and didn't realize who the dude was and said, what the fuck? And you could have had somebody shoot three <laughs> shots at you. Dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> if someone That's breaks crazy. in your house and you shoot them, is that, what's the laws on that? What's the rules on that? Depends on it? the state that you're in. Yeah. Like, in Texas, if it's like anywhere on your property, like you can shoot a motherfucker. But like in Michigan, they have to be within your house and they can't like fall out of the door, for example. So they have to be far enough in your house that if you shoot them and they drop that they're not going to go outside. There's some some states you can't do it at all. Like it, it solely depends on the states and what set, what set of rules they have set up as far as that goes. Yeah, and like he was I... even saying, there's certain people that like you can't aim for particular areas. Like you can't aim for the torso. You have to aim for certain areas or something too. Yeah, the, the, here in Maine, um, um, we can shoot uh, on our property, um, but we have to hit center mass if we if we um, hit anything other, like um, like say somebody's too scared to shoot um, center mass and they shoot them in the leg or the arm or something. Um, that's like they're like, well, you're not you weren't afraid for your life if you're not trying to kill them. You know what I mean? But then if you shoot them in the head, then it's considered murder for some reason. But center mass, if they die from center mass, then it's fine. But shooting them in the head for some reason is considered like, I, I can't remember exactly, but. They probably see it as sure. you had time to sit there and aim. So you probably weren't in fear if you were going for the head because it actually takes a second to try to make sure yeah. you do the shot correctly. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But yeah, and then if we're going after appendages, we weren't afraid enough for our lives. So it's always when I did my uh, concealed permit class, it, he was like center mass. Anybody's on your property trying to break into your house or anything like that, center mass. Just do, just avoid any issues. Center mass. It's always torso. Always torso. Try and hit. Try and hit them in the chest. So um, that's what I was taught, but we were, uh, but here in Maine, it's, it's, it's property. They don't have to be in our house or anything. If they're on our property and they've been instructed to leave, or if they're trying to come after us or whatever, then. Um, Couldn't that be seen as like, you don't, you don't necessarily want to kill somebody. Like if somebody's on your property and you ask them to leave and they refuse to leave, wouldn't it like be more humane to like almost go for like their leg or something just to like, because you know that you're not necessarily going to kill somebody by shooting them in the arm or the leg. They're going to be able to receive medical attention and also stop what they're doing. So it's like, right. that's kind of like a weird thing that doesn't make any sense to me. It that, doesn't like, make any sense to me either. Like, if you're shooting depend- for the middle of the body, you're definitely going to kill. But if you don't necessarily want to kill somebody, but you want, you're in danger and you fear for them being on your property, people are going to stop and take a breather and, you know, fi- oh, fuck, 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 like figure out what they're doing if you go for like the leg or the or the arm, for example, you know? Well, I yeah. mean, there was also the cases where pe- the 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 burglary, yeah. the, the survivors would sue the people that they were robbing. There's That's people crazy. that got attacked by dogs breaking into people's houses, and then they sued the people for their dog attacking that them. I've heard of that crazy, a few times man. in Michigan. That, yeah. Like, there was one where somebody tried to break into a window, and they got fucking mauled by a pit bull, and they sued the homeowner for the dog. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy yeah. to me. I've heard uh, stories is... like that, too. Sure. Man. But see the trick um, is you got to make sure that your dog drags them in the house because then you can shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the why. 
<laughs> Train yeah. your dog to drag in. Yeah, fetch Don't get him out. If they're coming in the house, just help him get in. But do some damage in the process. <laughs> and I'll finish it off. Pull him, pull him in. <laughs> Good Grab boy. him by the collar. Be like, man. man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, um, I think that's uh, that about uh, should wrap it. That should be like two hours, I think, right there. But there's a um, final message for everybody. Everybody! Yes. Uh, Protect so, yourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so everybody just uh, plug, plug in your socials real quick. Uh, Shane, go first. All right. I am Shane Jones from Inquiries of All Reality, Bizarre Encounters, and Open Minds Media. But try to make it quick and easy if you want to find anything that I do. Go and look for Open Minds Media on Linktree. That is L-A-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media perfect perfect chris um you can find me at conspire theory podcast you can find me on the socials at conspire theory all one word there's a link tree in the bio you can find me everywhere else there he's an amazing artist by the way i'll just say that i want to show out too if anybody's seen the inquiries of our reality logo that was done by chris and it is fucking fantastic absolutely i agree awesome man awesome And Tommy. I'm Tommy Cullum from Let's Get Freaky Podcast. We're on all the main podcast platforms. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, X at TC, Let's Get Freaky Podcast. Come and say hi. Noise, noise. And obviously, you know who I am if you're listening. Uh, so uh, if you want to be featured on the show for encounters or if you want to be a part of a, a Conspiracy Tuesday panel, you can get me at where the weird ones are gmail.com, uh, where underscore the weird ones are on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Also on Facebook. I also am on Discord if you want to go to uh, weirdos only. Um, not 100% on how to uh, operate Discord, but I'm sure I'll learn eventually. But it's all like new to me. So I can help um, you out. I got you. All right, man. All right. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, like, follow, share, subscribe. Go check out all these guys if you haven't yet. Um, and with that, oh, and merch, etsy.com slash shop slash where the weird ones are. And, you know, question everything and stay weird. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Because in the end, none of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, cast your eyes to the summer sky. When the stars are strung across the velvety night. And when a shooting star streaks through the blackness turning night, and today, make a wish.